It's time for Windows Weekly. Paul Therat's here. Mary Jo Foley's here. And we didn't do it earlier in the month. We should do it now. Paul and Mary Jo's predictions for Microsoft for 2020. Is Satya Nadella going to rename Windows? I'll give you a hint. Probably not. And mark your calendars. Some Microsoft dates to remember. All coming up next on Windows Weekly. Windows Weekly comes to you from the Twit LastPass Studios, securing every access point in your company. Doesn't have to be a challenge. LastPass unifies access and authentication to make securing your employees simple and secure. Check out lastpass.com/twit to learn more. Podcasts you love from people you trust. This, this is Twit. Twit. This is Windows Weekly with Paul Therod and Mary Jo Foley. Episode 656, recorded Wednesday, January 22nd, 2020. The wide world of nose scrolling. This episode of Windows Weekly is brought to you by ExpressVPN. Protect your online privacy with one click. It's that easy. For three extra months free with a one-year package, go to expressvpn.com windows. And by Melissa. Bad data happens to good companies. That's why 10,000 businesses count on Melissa for clean, reliable address data. Get started today with 25,000 records clean, free. That's a $75 value at melissa.com slash twit. And by LastPass. LastPass is a personal password manager and identity solution for businesses that helps secure everywhere you work and live. One password gets you in. And LastPass takes care of the rest. Visit LastPass.com slash twit to learn more. It's time for Windows Weekly with the always acerbic Paul Therat. <laughs> Ooh. And the misogynistic, no, actually misanthropic, because you said you don't like people. Mary Jo Foley. <laughs> I'm trying uh, to do words. Hold on a second. Mary Jo never said that. I didn't. People say that about Mary Jo. Ah. Right. It's different. I do hate people, but I didn't say it myself. (laughs) Hey, I'm a misanthrope and proud of it. (laughs) I'm just kind of a recluse. I don't know if that's the same thing. Yes, it is. Why would you be a recluse? You don't want to see people. But I I think by virtue of being a a recluse, I I now am attuned to not seeing people. And I don't like the experience when I do. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) I love people. It's the individuals I can't stand. Exactly. <laughs> right. Like, I love going to the gym. It's just that everyone there oh. is terrible. Oh, terrible. don't ever go to the gym. <laughs> don't ever oh, the go worst. to the gym. Man, there's always that one guy who's got 180 pounds on the bench press and is mm. talking on the phone. Oh, just so it's funny there. you say that. This, this is what I witnessed today. I have the gym plays music. Yeah. The room behind us where they have a class is pumping music. Yeah, so oh, yeah, really loud. Fighting, they're yeah. fighting each other. Yep. I have my in-ear noise-canceling headphones. I'm listening to a podcast. But I can still hear over all of oh, this yeah. sound someone yelling. Oh, no. And I'm looking around like, what is, what's going on? Is someone yelling at someone? And there's a yes. guy, a huge muscly guy with over-the-air uh, headphones on yelling into the air. And eventually, I took off my headphones. I was listening to him. He was having a phone conversation. And because he <laughs> was noise-canceling the gym – he didn't understand how loud he was. Oh, my God. So he's just standing there screaming into the oh middle of the gym like God. a crazy person. Oh, my Yikes. God. This, this is, is why I stay at home, need. guys. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> stay and home. And witness this, and you're like, what is going on? Why do I leave the house? Stay home and listen to Windows Weekly. That's, That's the right. best thing. Yeah. We're nice people, ticket. and we won't take up the weight bench. 
We will. Yeah, right. I promise to be promise. very sparing on the way, yeah. on the way back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I did introduce Paul Thorat and Mary Jo Foley. Uh, all about Microsoft.com, Thorat.com. Um, I think because we didn't do this. Usually we do this big, earlier in the year. Yeah. We didn't yeah. really do our predictions for 2020. We did not. So let's. this would be a, a good time to do that. Do you want to alternate as you've done in the past or do you want to do it by topic? No, what the, do you want to I, do? I, we can just, I don't know. We'll, we could do topics and then both yeah. kind of weigh in. Okay. That's, All right. Yeah, that's good. All right. All righty. Well, let's start with Windows. What's what's coming for <laughs> H1 and H2 2.0? Oh. Yeah, we already know that, right? Like, so we know there's going to be two updates this year: 20H1, 20H2. We think the 20H2 is going to be very similar to what they did last year, so more like a cumulative update, very small. Yep. And 20H1 is done basically. It's Windows 10 2004, but they're going to wait until March or April to start rolling that out. How big is that? Is that a is that a big feature update? No, <laughs> it's not so I guess the way to say it is, it is a feature update, but it's not yeah. a particularly big update in the no. sense. So have they run out of ideas? <laughs> no, but you yeah. know, you know how Office kept getting new features and more and more, and people were like, "How many new stop. features do you need yeah, in stop. Office?" Yeah, right. <laughs> I can't tell you how many times I've had that conversation with uh, like Kirk or some people over in Office three sixty five or now Microsoft yeah. three sixty five, where it's like, guys, seriously, like enough. Right. Every every month was this gigantic uh, blog yeah. post with you know feature 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 and then at the yeah. bottom there were links to more blog posts about specific features on ios on android <laughs> or, you know whatever yeah. and it was like i i don't i don't know how anyone could keep track of this i know yep but it does seem they still do that by the way but it seems they like do. it's slowed down somewhat a little bit yeah a little bit yeah hmm. Hmm. but yeah so there's still some things we're trying to figure out how they show up like windows 10x you know, like, so we know that's yeah. going to be built into devices this coming year, like the, like the Surface Neo. Um, the yeah, and a bunch tablet. of other devices, which is kind of interesting. Like, we finally yep. got our first peek right. at some of those at CES. Yep. And today we heard a little bit about some of the way they're going to start rolling that out in SDK form with emulators and all that. Um very soon, like starting with the with the Duo phone, but then going to Neo, like in the next couple of weeks. Right. So, um, but we, you know, what we don't really know is how how are insiders going to test that? I I mean, is it going to be like a separate branch they test, or is it just going to be built into the other insider, like to every regular insider builds? Into 10x, I mean, really know, or how they're going to test right? 10x? Yeah. Yeah, I, they said by uh, by using the insider channel, but okay. Right? Well, this is this has happened before. Um, remember, yeah. we got Windows 10s, and there was no testing of that. <laughs> you know, true. And true. there's a pretty good chance that's what we're looking at here. I mean, I, the difference is we are going to get that SDK, and the SDK is going to have a Hyper V emulator, and that emulator will be updated over time, and so we'll have a chance to at least just as individuals if you want to go look at the thing yeah um but i don't i would be surprised if 10x was let into the insider program i i, know. I guess the asterisk to that kind of as i'm speak kind of talking through it there are going to be devices that ship sometime during the year that will support windows 10x right but will ship with windows 10 pro 
Now, it would yeah, be interesting first, if those right. people would have the yeah. opportunity to test at 10x. I bet they don't do it. That's my guess. Right. So like that Lenovo, was it Lenovo that yeah. that they showed off at um, CES? So it'll ship initially with t Windows 10 Pro and then later with Windows 10X. That's yeah. And I, not to get, I guess, right off on all the developer stuff, uh, yeah. but. Well, yeah. you know what the heck um yeah. they were they spoke brief or briefly and vaguely today about this coming SDK for Windows they call it for an SDK for Windows 10 right yeah and that it will support right. these dual screen experiences on both uh, native win32 which I take to mean everything mm -hmm. win32 from CC++ yeah. to winforms to WPF as well as UWP yeah. um, that suggests to me that you could write an app that targeted this that would run on Windows 10 Pro and the mm. very existence of Pro devices that have dual screens says to me that these things will be supported in both places. So, yeah. Huh. I don't know. Yeah. This is a guess. We don't, we don't have it yet. Yeah, we don't know that part yet. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of what we think is going to happen with Windows. Uh, and then Paul put in the notes something kind of funny. So I guess <laughs> yeah. there was some kind of private press meeting last week with some journalists in Microsoft where, right? Is that where this happened? Where Yeah, and Nadella, somebody asked him about Windows. Yeah, somebody asked and, him about Windows, which never happens, right? <laughs> so, yep. yeah, yeah, he, he said, jokingly well, so said, yeah. Wait, well, what but, if we aside from the joke, Azure which is, edge, I assume you're right? joking. Well, because he Say sees everything, you know, the future of the company's Azure. Yeah, right. So what's the Windows role in this? Windows is one of many edge devices, as Microsoft calls them. Right. You know, mobile devices, IoT devices, et cetera. He says, you know, yeah. sometimes we say, you know, should we just rename Windows to Azure Edge? And I hope he was kidding. What? <laughs> what? What? That's a, yeah, that would be terrible. Joking. Yeah, he it would be uh, Azure Cridge. Azure Cridge. But he, he also was kidding, spoke to. I think. Oh, I, I think it was kidding. No, it was a joke. It was yeah. a good joke. It's a funny joke. It, But it shows you kind of how they want people to think about windows they wanted to think think about it as an edge platform kind of well, as, as, at least that's how that's how nadella right. thinks of it it's yeah. but it's worth reading what he actually said because he also spoke about how the same people developing azure are developing windows and that there actually is some sense to this that they're on the same schedule it's the same team it's the same that's leadership etc we knew this but that's now that did. you mention it it sounds a little odd yeah <laughs> um isn't that they seem so different they seem like disparate products. Yeah, like and the, saying the same people right. doing WordPad are doing Notepad. Right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or, yeah, are doing Paint. You know, Paint. But, um, yeah. Yeah, 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 like just things that don't seem to go together. Um, Mary Jo mentioned the two uh, releases they're going to ship this year, right? The uh, right. two thousand four. I'm sorry, twenty oh four and twenty H two. And there's obviously some understanding that this release schedule is based on the release schedule for Azure and that these things line up and that makes some kind of a sense. But I think the thing I struggle with, and I assume other people do as well, is just this, and Mary Jo raised this a little bit, this notion of well, what are we testing exactly? Like, Because in, in addition to the back-end stuff, which follows whatever schedule it kind of has, there's all this, what I think of as front-end front -end stuff, the user experience yeah. stuff. And that stuff... You could probably plug it on to almost any version of Windows 10 that was supported uh, mm -hmm. at the time, but they are typically associated with some version of Windows. You know, 3D Paint shipped in some version of Windows um, yeah. or whatever the feature was. And now we're testing features that may or may not make the next version. So there are going to be features that we test this year that don't show up in 20H2. They'll mm -hmm. move forward to 21H1 or whatever. 
Yeah. And that kind of raises the question, well, what is this thing that's on my hard drive exactly? <laughs> like, what am I testing? Because mm-hmm. before when you were in the Insider program, you could say, well, I'm testing Windows 10 version, whatever. That's what this is. Mm-hmm. And now these things seem to be treated uh, separately, which I guess, you know, technically, of course, they always were. But I, I it's not really clear. I, I'm still confused by this. I don't know why yeah. I have such a block. Yeah. Case, but. You know, what I would suggest for thinking about this. So- <laughs> Move it to the Mac. <laughs> <laughs> no, I would not suggest Linux. that. Um, Linux. <laughs> Linux. I, you know, they, they've kind of been doing this in a way for a while, right? Like, you know, they yeah. always were hedging like over the past couple of years. Like, even though we're telling you this is maybe going to come out in the next version of Windows, it might not. So this is, I think, is just, just them formalizing that. And I think right. a lot of the things you are testing will be in the next Windows. It will be. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. I, most of it, almost all of it. I, right. Possibly all of it. Yeah, right. for sure. So I think don't get too tangled up in it may or may not appear in the next windows. It, most everything will. And things that either they miss the time frame or they decide based on testing that it's not well, let me, good, let me, not a good feature. Let me frame this in a way I think that will make sense to people. You can't do this to compulsive people. <laughs> you were doing something a certain way. Yeah. And now yeah. you just threw it in a blender. Yeah. You know, we don't like that. I know. Who do you think is in the insider program? I know. It's people True. like me. I know. <laughs> <You> know? <laughs> Not people like me who are like, oh, whatever, whatever. Yeah, right. <laughs> you have a real, yeah, you have a, you have a very casual attitude about this. I do. Maybe a, ca- a little too cavalier for your life. The cavalier, <laughs> Mary Jo Foley. Yes. Now we have an adjective for you. Yes. The cavalier. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, I don't think it's that different i just think they're formalizing they're they're out here which is it might not make it into the product we might decide this feature is terrible or we may not finish it in time i think that's all they're really doing i'll just say this to microsoft if you thought that was going to end the complaining you were wrong (laughs) you were wrong all right we're done with windows that's enough to say (laughs) enough 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 all right let's talk about credge which by the way this is what happens in our show notes i put in credge Paul changes it to Edge, then I change it back to Critch. Right. Because and then I give up because Mary Jo, you know, <laughs> when it comes to it, Mary Jo beats rock, paper, and scissors. And I do. So is, is this particular way of typing it um, your compromise? <laughs> this, is, this, is, this, is our, this is exactly right. This was yeah. the Treaty of Versailles. It looks like that we arrived at like a chemical formula. It's parenthesis, it open parenthesis, <laughs> CHR, close parenthesis, Edge. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Anyway, so Credge, <laughs> back to Credge. Yep. Back to Credge. Um, we know it, they're going to be refreshing the final build that just came out every six weeks. Um, mm-hmm. They've hinted that the two biggest features that people are complaining about missing, uh, favorites and history sync, are going to be done fairly soon and added to the product. Right. A Linux version could happen in 2020, maybe not. They kind of hedge back and forth on that, right? They tantalize yeah. people and say, yeah, we're going to do Linux. And then when you ask them, they say, there's so many different Linuxes. Which one should we do? So then you're like, oh, hmm. Yep. And But ARM64 is going to come this year yes. for sure. I bet we see Linux. And you do? Yeah, this is yeah. all – yeah, I, I think we do. And and this is do. a this is a developer thing. Uh, but also maybe of note is Microsoft is submitting web standards for dual screen devices for web development. And right. wants to see a PWA support natively support uh, dual screen functionality on both Android and Windows, and, and presumably thus yeah. on anywhere, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yep, agreed. 
what else to say about cringe? Um, well, it's incomplete, right? There is the missing features yeah. that, um, you know, we'll, we'll definitely see this year. Um, yeah. I think I think the way somebody said this to me on the Cridge team, I forget who told me this, but they said, you know, you guys are so used to us when we talk about Windows thinking about, will it show up this year or next year or in two years? When it comes right. to the browser, we're thinking like next week or next sure. month. Like their time frame is much more um, speedy, right? So just because it's missing yeah. something now or they promise something or commit to something, it doesn't mean, yeah, in 2021 or 2022. It means probably like well, in the next couple months, right? This is actually a huge deal, right? I mean, yeah. uh, we, we used to complain that we would only get a new version of what's now called Legacy Edge every time Microsoft shipped a new version of Windows 10. So that was twi mm -hmm. two times a year. But even that schedule, if you go back and look at the IE schedule over time, not the very beginning, because obviously they were very aggressive one through three. But mm. if you look at you know versions four through whenever they got to 11 or 12, those things happened over really extended time periods. Yeah. So even the edge time frame, the edge schedule, the original edge schedule was pretty aggressive compared to the way things used to be, but not mm. aggressive enough, enough given the way the web is going. Um, and so this schedule is obviously the same as the schedule for Chrome, but for Microsoft, they've never, other than, than again, you know, right at the beginning of IE, um, have never developed a browser at this mm. speed before. So they're acting like, I mean, I'm sure it's, they're well, it very helps a little bit that it, Google did some of the work. It helps a lot, <laughs> for sure. Oh, no, I, that's, I'm sure, the only thing that makes it possible. Yeah. Right? But um, but it's a big deal. I think that's I, that's a big yeah. deal. Agree. And it's very pretty. That's what Steve it Gibson is. says. It's pretty. It's very pretty. It is. It's nice. Yeah. I've, I'm trying to make it my only browser so far. Really? I'm doing it fairly successfully. Brave of you. Um, Are you using on, it on, on, Windows. on Android? Oh, okay. No. Not on Android. You're not using it on Android, really. You know. We'll get you, Mary Jo. I should. I should. As long as too. I can search uh, search using uh, Google and not Bing. I, I think you I can. can do it. Yeah. So. I should try it. My son saw uh, the Edge icon on my phone over Christmas, and he yeah. said, he's like, what's that? And I said, oh, that's uh, Microsoft Edge. And he just laughed and said, of course it is. And then he walked away laughing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're so old. Uh, Pops. It just, I know. He, I was, it just I was, was trying confused to by the, you know. Yeah, I was trying to explain to my mom the browser thing again because this comes up all the time. And I'm like, Mom, open your browser. I don't know what What's that is. What's the browser? Oh, you my mean email? the internet? No. Right. <laughs> and so then I go, see the thing at the bottom of your screen? She goes, that thing that looks like the letter C? I'm like, yep. That's internet. That's that's Microsoft Edge. Uh, she goes, why is it a C? I'm like, yeah, I know. It's not a C. It's an E, but it looks <laughs> a like fancy it. E. it's a fancy yeah. E. It's a wave. It's, it's a wave. the wave of new Edge users. Yeah. It is. Look at you. It's good. Yeah, a wave is maybe a little taking over the internet. Grandiose, maybe just <laughs> like a little ripple, a ripple. Right. <laughs> Did I step in something wet? Oh, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take a little break as we continue our walk up memory lane through the <laughs> predictions of uh, 2020. But first, a word from our sponsor, ExpressVPN, a must-install as part of my. Now, um, new system install scripts is put ExpressVPN on everything, Mac, Windows, Linux, iOS, Android. ExpressVPN protects your online security. 
you wouldn't want to use a, the internet at a coffee shop without running ExpressVPN. I mean, honestly, let's be honest. Uh, or a hotel or anywhere, uh, any public internet. But I, you know, some people even use it at home because it protects your privacy from your internet service provider. And there's a lot to be said about that. But more than protecting your security and privacy online, ExpressVPN can also help take your, we were talking about TV a minute ago, take your TV watching to the next level by unlocking movies and shows that are only available in other countries. For instance, we're talking about Netflix. You have Netflix in the U.S., but did you know that in the U.K. there's every Doctor Who episode and a lot of Star Trek episodes? You can't get them in the U.S. If only you could be in the U.K. Hmm. Oh, you can. All you got to do is push that one-button startup for ExpressVPN. And instead of taking the default server, which is the one closest to you, because ExpressVPN has almost 100 servers in almost every country of the world, you can say, I want to merge in uh, the U.K. today. Then when you fire up Netflix, it says, oh, welcome to the U.K. Here's what you can watch. It doesn't just work in the U.K. It works everywhere. ExpressVPN, want to watch uh, anime? Lots of anime? Japanese Netflix. It's uh, And it works with a, every a streaming service, too, by the way. Hulu, BBC iPlayer, YouTube, you name it. Just one more, just, you know, one more great reason to have ExpressVPN in your tool belt, in your utility belt right here. Go to expressvpn.com slash windows right now and you can get an extra three months when you subscribe for a year. That brings the price below seven bucks a month. Yeah, and yes, I know you can get a cheaper free VPN, but it's not going to be ExpressVPN for one thing. If if they're not charging you, they're making money somehow because it's expensive to run a VPN service, probably by selling your information. So there goes your privacy. Or in, even, in, I've seen this happen, inject ads into your stream. So you get ads, more ads than you would otherwise, not ExpressVPN. And ExpressVPN has been audited by third independent third parties. They, they live up to their privacy policy. That means no logging. They don't keep track of what you're doing online. In fact, they can't. Their trusted server technology means when you log in, a VPN server is spun up. You, you have your session. As soon as you end your session, it's spun down. And at no time can it write to the hard drive. It's a virtual VPN server. That means your privacy is 100% protected. ExpressVPN. Get that great deal right now if you go to expressvpn.com slash windows. An extra three months free. Support the show, Windows Weekly. Watch what you want. Protect yourself. By the way, I checked with Netflix when they told me this. Netflix said, yeah, we, that's fine. The only reason we don't say, use a v, we say don't use a VPN is because most VPNs are so slow. Not ExpressVPN. You, it's, you can watch HD no problem. And I know, because I did it. It works beautifully. ExpressVPN.com slash Windows. Thank you, ExpressVPN, for supporting the show. And thank you, Windows Weekly Listener, for using that special address. That way they know you heard it here. On we go with our walk up memory lane. iOS and Android. What is Microsoft? What is, what's going to happen this year in, uh, in that sphere with uh, Microsoft? They do some pretty good apps already. They do. They've, they've kind of hinted there'll be more apps, especially um, What's missing? apps for first-line workers, oh. you know, the people without desks. There'll probably be more yeah, of those for both like platforms. Yeah. 
there I, I never think there's a lot missing and then they ha they come out with something and it's like oh yeah more All scheduling right. apps more this more that <laughs> oh, right yeah. we need another to do app it's been right? a few months yeah <laughs> and then you know on your phone there'll be i think a lot more things happening so your phone is the app that you can run to connect your windows desktop windows 10 desktop to your phone and on android they they're doing a lot of things and there's a hint right now yeah. that the next thing might be clipboard copy and paste between your Android phone and your Windows 10 desktop Ooh. that may arrive as a your phone feature nice. soon. Nice. I, I got to say, I don't, do you use this app? I, I'm yeah, really I've been using it a impressed lot. by it. Yeah. It's, it's really yeah. nice. And it's gotten yeah. to the point where I, my phone will buzz because I get a notification. And by the time I'm done registering that it happened, I look down and I see the notification on my screen yeah. and I can type in response to a text message or whatever. Mm -hmm. I really, and I know the Mac guys over there going, yeah, yeah, we've had that for five years or whatever. I but know. <laughs> it is a, it, it's just a wonderful thing if you're running Android. If you're running Android, right. iOS has almost nothing, right? You can get your photos basically. Yeah. Yep. And it's not very good. No. But on Android, it's quite good and yeah, getting better. It's amazing. It's one of those things when they first announced it, I'm like, yeah, I might use that sometimes, but probably never. And then now right. I use it all the time. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's just a, handy it's not to really have to open useful. your phone. Like, oh, what's going on? Yeah. So, yeah, I think more, lots more to come with your phone and Windows 10. Um, otherwise, on mobile, I don't know. What else? Um, can you think of anything? Well, gaming. I didn't really think about that until now. But support for uh, this cloud streaming, right, yeah. on, on oh, these they, devices. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Right? I mean, the thing I keep looking at, and I feel like this is pretty fleshed out, is on mobile devices with larger screens like iPad Pro, mm -hmm. some of the Office apps are turning into pretty full-featured apps like Word, Excel, and PowerPoint. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's obviously kind of a weird thing for Windows guys, but it is interesting to watch th those apps kind of mature on mobile because you know they started from scratch with them and they built core functionality and then they're kind of building them up. And I think mm -hmm. those are... Really interesting examples of how mobile can turn into something, you know, very full featured for most people. It's not quite there yet, but it's it, there. Those are pretty close. Yeah. So yeah, mobile, more more of the same. Mobile, mobile, I think. Mobile. Yeah. Mobile is almost as good as cloud when it comes to uh, <laughs> yeah. Sachinella. Right. Yep. Right. Will there be new Surface? I know we're going to see the Duo and uh, uh, yeah. Well, maybe we're. Gonna well, see the that question is, here. but is that going to be all we see? Right. Right. Uh, right. I think the devices that were revved last fall are probably not going to be revved this year. But there's the Surface Hub 2X that Mary Jo mentions here in the notes. There's yeah. Surface Go, which is going to be two years old, I think, this year, or is it two or yeah. three years old? Two years, I, I guess. Like three, two or three, yeah. Two or three, and uh, Surface Book. Right, which is at least two years old. Oh now. yeah, uh, and and Surface Pro. There were these rumors that Microsoft was going to completely redo the Surface Pro. My guess is what yeah. that, what people meant was make it look more like the Surface Pro X. Right. That's inevitable. Um, yeah, for sure. Whether it happens this year or not, yeah, uh, we'll see. But yeah, it's absolutely possible to make a device like that running Intel. Uh, no doubt about it. It probably won't have the same battery life. Um, but actually, Surface Pro X doesn't necessarily have great battery life either. So, yeah, yep. 
Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, the what one, do you think on, two, the one uh, on, on that the hub, list? Though, do you think? The one on that list I'm the most skeptical about is the 2X. Um, Which is interesting because two yeah. years ago this spring, if I'm getting my timing right, um, is when they announced that product. And then they mm -hmm. kind of backstepped on, well, we'll have the 2S and the 2X. I think 2S and 2X, yep. right? That was what they called them. Right. And um, the lower end version is the one that will be running the old software. And... Yep. We haven't heard much, but I, I wonder if this mm. isn't tied to the 10X schedule. I know. I kind of wonder right. that now, too. Yeah. Um, because the, the reason we both are thinking that is, so Windows 10X, which is what is going to run on the Neo and the Duo and other um, clamshell laptops at some point, we we think there's a chance that could run on even more platforms, at least the the core of it, which is Windows Core OS. And the and the tips that I keep getting are, yeah, Windows Core OS, it's it's running later than they thought. And so until that's ready, I don't think they can come out with the Surface Hub 2X. Yeah. Right. I mean, they haven't even come out yet, I don't think, with the promised 84-inch Surface 2S. So they always say they, they can't meet demand on these really large <laughs> screen conferencing devices. Yeah, yeah. Um, and maybe they really can't, and maybe there really is a backlog. So I don't know. I, I just feel like yeah, we haven't heard anything haven't at heard all. Haven't heard anything. That's, that's right? what's weird. So uh, we do this a lot on the show, um, it, but it is a reality of the Microsoft release schedule that for whatever reason, in this case, they typically reveal information about it at build or around build. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I remember back when build was still in San Francisco, the first gen Surface Hub, we did some stuff there. I yep. think it was there. Yeah. Yeah. And yep. it doesn't matter, but whatever. And then, of course, more recently um, in Seattle. But I wouldn't be surprised if we heard something yep. at that show. Yeah. It's just a long Maybe. time to go without anything. I that know. Surface event came and went in the fall yeah. with no real mention of Surface Hub at all. Right. Yeah. So that's kind of weird because what we've been guessing, and we'll get to this a little bit when we talk about all the show schedules, but Usually what happens is there's a spring hardware event for Microsoft, right? And that's where right. you would think you would hear about yep. the 2X, Surface Hub 2X, um, which would mean like yep. April this year. Yep. It's not impossible that this comes out then, but I don't know. It, I, I feel like quiet, yeah. we would have heard something, even a rumor, something. Yeah, who knows? I mean, uh, there's the developer SDK for Windows 10 X that isn't out mm -hmm. yet, but that might provide some clues about whether yeah. that is a hub target. And I, that wouldn't surprise me. It makes yeah. it makes more sense to me for that thing to run 10 X than for Microsoft to have yet another version of its OS. Although, especially now that they're adding the ability for people to sign into it. I mean, one of the things in the beginning was this notion that you could kind of, you know, it wasn't, it was like this specialty kind of a device. And mm -hmm. it obviously it still is in a way, but yeah, I think once you start letting people sign in, I don't know, maybe they don't need another derivative of Windows just for that one device. I know, right. Because right now, it right now, Surface Hubs run a different version of the OS, right? I think it's called like Surface yeah. Hub OS or something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, the question is, can they come out with something that's com the common core, like Windows Core OS, and mm -hmm. s then just has a UI that looks and feels a lot like either, you know, what's coming on the Neo and the Duo, something very simple, or right. has some kind of a custom UI for that larger screen device. Right. We don't know. That's a big we don't know on that one, but... 
Yeah. Yes, it is. And then you also have a note about Surface Go 2 maybe running ARM. Surface I know. Go 2. That's, yeah. a, that's, a, that's a rumor right now that that could happen. It's, that's a legit rumor. Well, um, yeah. In the it always sense looked like the Go was going to be the ARM. I think they surface. wanted it to be ARM originally. Yeah. And it just wasn't it just there wasn't yet. Ready. You know, the first, the first two gen ARM chipsets uh, for Windows were terrible. Yeah. Um, one of the things that happened last year, in addition to learning about the 8CX, which is Microsoft's uh, custom version of the Snapdragon for Windows, is that there are now there are midline Snapdragon processors aimed at Windows as well, and yeah. that kind of makes sense for a device like this. So, mm -hmm. uh, you know, we'll see. Yeah. We will see on that one for sure. <laughs> yeah. How do you, just off tangent a little bit, but how do you like your Surface laptop these days, Mary Jo? Are you still happy? I love it. You love it's it. It's still fantastic. Good. I am, I love, I am surprised I love how, how converted like you are. Yeah. Like if You're going to be like a Surface snob now. <laughs> like, oh, you're still rocking a 16 by 9 display like a caveman? <laughs> You know, it's funny. So Windows Central did their um, three-month review of the Surface Laptop 3. And there's a line in there that says, even Mary Jo Foley likes it. Wow. Because <laughs> I'm right. known as such a Surface hater. I like, I was, every time a Surface came in, I was like, yeah, it's all right. I don't, I, I would never buy it. But yeah. And then this one came and I was just like, this is the perfect laptop. I love it. <laughs> oh my God. Well, I know. That's good. Yeah. It is, it, it is a fantastic laptop. Yay. All right. It really is. Moving oh. on. Office yes. 365. Yeah, so this could be a very big year for Office 365 in terms of the consumer side of the house because yep. last tip I have is the redone um, version of Office 365 for consumers, which currently is going by the name Office 365 Life, could be announced at Build or around that time. This is where that weird Teams for Life thing that we've talked about on the show a couple of times shows up. So this could be a version of Teams aimed mm -hmm. at prosumers to be used in the home, I guess, with other family members. We're like a know. team. We're a team. You know, we yeah. barely speak to each other, but. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, Paul, at, Paul brings up an interesting point in the notes, though. Is, is this really just going to be like a, a renaming of Office 365 to Microsoft 365, like a rebrand of, of that brand? And I've yeah. had tips saying yes, but think about this. If they do that, right. this gets super confusing, right? Because I think they're going to still have to sell Office 365 not as part of the integrated Microsoft 365 offering, like just as a standalone thing. Ditto with Intune, right? And ditto with Windows, obviously. Oh, sure, for sure. To consumers, especially. Is that yeah. what you mean? Right. Yeah, so, so actually, the, even to businesses, think, too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, the way I think that makes sense is if, if you look at Office 365 on the business side, the commercial side mm -hmm. today, and you compare it to Microsoft 365, the Microsoft 365 SKUs are supersets of what you see on the Office 365 right. side. So if you just yeah. kind of rebranded that whole thing, it would still make sense. Mm -hmm. And so uh, an Office 365 personal and home rebranded to Microsoft 365 would still make sense. It's just a name, yeah. you know. Okay. okay. And I guess this this gets into the argument. It, it, it does give them the option to put other stuff in there. And you can think of some mm -hmm. consumer stuff that you might get in there. Yeah. Um, like, you know, what? well, I mean, OneDrive, for example, on the consumer side is not really an Office product. Right. per se, you know, right. it's kind of a Microsoft thing. Um, it's yeah. part of Windows. Um, and so I don't think, I don't think it, 
is as crazy as it sounds. Um, mm. And then the argument there is whether or not Microsoft or Office is the better brand. And Office is obviously kind of generic, but it is associated with Microsoft and productivity. Mm. Yeah. Is I the think Microsoft brand there, better? Yeah, I think they think it is. Like they're rebranding everything Microsoft something, yeah. right? I think I, I think you can make a case for it. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm curious what else is in that um, service when they announce it, Office 365 Life. So we, we, we're pretty sure it's going to be Office 365, like similar to home and personal type SKUs, right? And then I keep hearing like some new features specific for consumers around security. So like a password manager could be part okay. of this. Yeah. Um, what? But what else, right? I know. Don't get yeah. in that business, Microsoft. We already have a very I know. There's, good there's quality good <laughs> password manager yeah. that we recommend as we yeah. broadcast from the Twit LastPass studios. Maybe a VPN product or um, <laughs> shut yeah, up, some, home, some more uh, security a food delivery focus. service. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Actually, it's not a fear because when you know when any offer operating system does stuff like that, it's. I mean, my Apple has a password manager in it, but it's. Yeah. yeah. It only it's works not what on you Mac. want. It only works on Apple. Right. Well, it's it's fine. It's just limited. Yeah. Right. Yeah, definitely. And anytime right. Microsoft does that, there's always room for a third party. Yeah. Yeah, even uh, Apple lets, I don't know on the yeah. Mac, but I know on iOS, you can replace the Apple password manager with your own. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's true. So, yeah. Even even in a really limited. Not everybody's going to use Yeah. 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 Yep. So I was just being silly. <laughs> yeah, but a lot of people are concerned. They're, well, there's two concerns I keep hearing. One is, are they going to have gaming in there too? Like, is gaming subscription going to be yeah. part of this thing? No. no. Right. I no, think I no. think of this, you got to, th you know, gaming at Microsoft is Xbox. And yeah. Xbox is the one part of Microsoft that I feel is like really kind of separate from Microsoft. And yeah. the rest of Microsoft really coalesces around this notion of productivity. Like mm -hmm. almost all the rest of it. Mm -hmm. And I, I, you know, yeah. Microsoft 365, I, I feel like they already have, if anything, too many subscriptions on the Xbox side right. for consumers. And, and, and Game we'll Pass, some, blah, blah, Yeah, there's some stuff about that later on. But um, And there's more coming, right, with xCloud. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. Like, there's a lot of stuff. Um, yeah. Integrating that into Microsoft or Office 365 would be very confusing. And there's a lot of people that want that storage in OneDrive mm -hmm. or the uh, Office productivity apps and want nothing to do with gaming. Yeah. You right. know, so they'd have to yeah. make that a separate right. bundle. Separate thing. It's like yeah. Yeah, it's like people asking for Apple to put all their subscription to into an Uber service of some kind. Mm -hmm. I mean, people have been asking for Microsoft to do something like that for a long time too. Mm -hmm. The other the other concern that comes up every time is so is Windows gonna be in there? And yeah, I maybe, but I don't I don't think it makes sense to put Windows in there, right? Even though it's yeah. so, this is where the branding gets muddy, right? So, if you call it Microsoft 365 something on the business side, that means Windows, Office, and Intune. On the consumer side, will that mean Windows or will it just mean like Windows tools, like a password manager, right? Because you can't put Windows subscription in there because consumers invariably, not I can't say invariably, there are some people who still build their own PCs, but almost everybody gets Windows on a new PC. You right. You're not well, here's, be here's why you can't do it. it. Um, a, a PC purchased by an individual that comes with, let's say, Windows 10 Home, 
and you make Windows 10 Pro, I guess, part of the subscription. So you upgrade. It's a one-time thing. You don't go back from that. Yeah. Uh, and then next year, they're like, well, I'm not going to pay for the subscription anymore. You can't revert that PC to home. Mm-hmm. It's not a Pro is not an ongoing benefit. It's something. It's a one-time upgrade. So yeah. it kind of doesn't make sense. But again, like I said, if you if you just rebrand Office 365 to Microsoft 365, you don't have to worry about this because there will be versions of Microsoft 365 on the commercial side that don't come with Windows. Don't yeah. come with the management stuff. Mm-hmm. Don't even come with the apps in some cases, right? The office yeah. apps. Right. And maybe more to the point, um, most of the people who'd be buying this as consumers don't have any knowledge of what's available on the business on commercial side. anyway. So who cares? Right. They've never heard of yeah. Microsoft 365. Right. Like if you say that yep. to normal people, they're like, what's that? Right. <laughs> the first version will have to say powered by Office 365. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like yeah. when they switched over to Windows 2000 from NT. Right. Yep. Yes. Yep. People are going to be confused. Yeah, it's gonna be gonna be good times for us trying to explain this. <laughs> Whenever it's skew yeah. stuff or like, here's how they're rebranding this and not this, or adding this skew that's gonna be priced with this. It's always like, oh boy, <laughs> here we go. <laughs> yep. Yeah, we're doing our predictions. Their predictions. I'm not. I've got nothing to say here. Uh, for 2020 for Microsoft, <laughs> continuing on to Azure. Oh, wait, I have one more Office oh, one. Yes. Mm-hmm. This is going to be big this year. Project Cortex that we heard about at Ignite. This is their knowledge management service that they're going to make a premium service in Office 365 and slash Microsoft 365 for business customers. So that means, you know, when you're when you're using, say, Outlook and you say, I need to send an email to Joe, a contact card will come up telling you all the things about this person, Joe, who you want to send the email to, you know, who, where the, where they are in the org chart, what their responsibilities are, what projects they're working on in common with you. All this kind of information will bubble up so that you'll be more prepared to write something or communicate in some way using all this knowledge that you have from the knowledge graph and the Microsoft graph. How this actually is implemented and privacy controls and compliance and all this, that's all TBD, because this isn't even available in preview form for almost anybody yet. I think it's in private preview for very, very few. But um, they're promising this is the first half of the year to be out so that people can start kicking the tires. And I think it's going to be a pretty big deal. It's not going to be another, you know how Teams became like the app that they held up as, this is the thing in Office 365 that you really are going to care about. Um, Cortex isn't going to be an app like that. It's going to be more integrated throughout all your other existing Office 365 apps from the way I've heard it described. Hmm. Interesting. So, yeah, that could be a big one for this year. Get ready for Cortex. <laughs> and now. Now, Azure. <laughs> yeah. You know, people ask me all the time, what are you predicting Microsoft's going to do with Azure in the coming year? And that's a super hard one to predict because yep. it's not like Windows where like little hints leak out to us. It's like nobody drops you a hint that says, you know what they're going to announce next week? This new service in Azure. Nobody ever does that, right? So (laughs) (laughs) that'd be awesome though. If you know something like that and you want to send it to me, Mm -hmm. I'm right Mm -hmm. here. Um, But yeah. What was it that uh, that woman said about tech reporters? You're grooming. You're grooming again. I'm grooming. I'm grooming the listeners right now. You're using this platform (laughs) too. Yeah, I mean, you could. There's certain Meg, categories. What was her name? Meg, uh, 
Meg, Meg Whitman. 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 Yeah. yeah. Not There's Meg certain Ryan, categories like you can not bet Meg on. <laughs> not Meg Ryan. <laughs> you you can be sure there's going to be more security services, more AI services, more bot slash conversation services. Um, yeah. That that's kind of easy to say. Like they'll have new things in all those categories. More big deals, like they've been signing all these ten million dollar plus deals lately for Azure. Um, so they'll be talking more about like customer case studies, customers who they call partners. And um, they're starting to talk more about multi-cloud with Azure. They did this at, at Ignite where they started talking about Azure Arc, which is their management product that'll let you manage your workloads, not just on Azure, but also on AWS and Google and other clouds, even on-prem as well. So yeah, there, you'll hear all those themes bubble up, but in terms of like tangible products or leaks, I don't think we have a lot on Azure. Right. Just just more more services more geographies, more everything, more Seems highlighting. Like the, and, and, and of course, ways. Windows will be called Azure Edge. Yes. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Um, yeah. I think, uh, you know, in some ways, the big news around Azure this year might end up being how it performs against AWS based in part on pushback against Amazon, right? There, there does seem to be this growing consensus that Amazon, you know, can't, is not necessarily trustworthy. Um, and I think this is something Microsoft could push on the cloud end just like it could push on the client end, you know, more than it does. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What do you mean? Like a Gmail man except for AWS? Yeah. Oh, my God. That would be amazing. It's been a, it's been a good strategy <laughs> for Apple. Yeah. The only yep. company that – other company that could reasonably pursue it would be uh, Microsoft. It's Microsoft. Yeah, exactly. Apple doesn't really have an enterprise play, so hmm. uh, this is your opportunity. Yep. Yeah, they definitely they definitely are trying to uphold themselves as like the privacy champion um, with Azure and the compliance champion. Uh, basically, yeah. you know, we're not going to say AWS or Google, but we're better than those guys on that front. They also, especially with AWS, hold themselves up as saying, at least we're not competing in the vertical market segment that you're in. That's like right. Like self-driving cars. Well, yeah, enterprise <laughs> might care more about that. <laughs> they care a lot What's about that. Let's may Mark not Penn care about privacy days, that much, you know? but yeah, get Mark Penn in here. Yeah, yeah, throw some sulfur down on the floor, light a match. And just, I think um, he's right in Hillary Clinton's lines these days, actually. <laughs> <laughs> puts his cape yeah, over I mean, his like face. If, and... <laughs> if, you're, if you're a retailer, do you really want Amazon to be providing yeah, your cloud? that's terms? a really interesting question. Yeah, that's a good point. Well, that's one of the big antitrust issues with big yeah. tech these days. You know, one of the biggest ones, it's companies that – have no choice but to sell through Amazon and they get strong armed by this company that, you know, you saw, must have seen the stuff last week. Uh, was it the um, pop, uh, what do you call those things? Those little handles for the phones. Well, the where pop socket Am guy was oh, yeah. Yeah, this, He's bitching. Amazon is like demanding certain <laughs> pricing ranges and yeah. they're selling knockoffs from China in the store right alongside mm -hmm. their own products. So it's terrible. You know, mm -hmm. you don't have mm -hmm. to worry about that stuff with Microsoft. I mean, nobody visits their store ever. <laughs> oh, oh. Well, really, that's when Apple became the privacy king when their iAds failed, and they really didn't have any uh, any percentage in, in spying on you. Yeah, they made a <laughs> they made a virtue out of a necessity. I do miss Ping every day. Every day, <laughs> I think. What would Ping say? <laughs> what would I say if I were on Ping? What would I do? I'd say hello. Is there anybody there? I wonder what, hello, what hello. Van Ping. Morris is listening to right now. It's like a Twilight Zone episode. I'm the only person on the online service. Is 
Uh, all right, we got to do some Xbox. I finally saw. Now that wasn't a that was a real render, right? Not a fake render of the new right. Xbox, uh, an actual back. <laughs> yeah, and we'll we'll get to that in a moment. Um, okay. But yeah, I mean, we we know that Microsoft is going to launch Xbox Series X in 2020. We don't know the price. We suspect, and for good reason, that there'll also be something called an Xbox Series S, which will be a lower end version. I don't know if that's coming this year or next, or what the plan is for that. And then, of course, the big dark horse here is Project X Cloud, which is ramping up. I mean, I, honestly, since the first public preview, I don't know if it was October-ish last year, um, there's been pretty rapid expansion of that service. And we'll get to some of that stuff later today, uh, later on the show. But um, the question there is, does that uh, debut in 2020 as well? I, I think it will. Um, and personally, what I'm really looking forward to is being able to access it on anything other than a phone just so I could see the damn thing. Like I think it'd be nice to, you know, stream that stuff on my PC screen or on a, uh, a surface device or laptop of whatever kind or my TV or, you know, anything where the screen is bigger than a postage stamp would be nice. Um, so we'll see how that goes, but I think we're going to see a lot of, there'll be a lot of X cloud. There's a bunch of X cloud news today. Um, and I think that's going to be the case many, many weeks this year for sure. All right. Nothing. Very developers good. Nothing kind of. Nothing she good. has nothing to add there. Yeah. I got nothing there. <laughs> got nothing, got nothing, nothing for you. Uh, uh, uh. No, you know, uh, the reason I, like I have said before, the reason I am following along with this is because this is one of the biggest new workloads in Azure for Microsoft. And yeah. it's a really big proof point for them when people say, how robust is Azure really? Well, we're running this game streaming service that's worldwide on right. all devices. Yeah, and you know what? Uh, they're also going to be running one for Sony, probably. <laughs> yeah, and yep. that will be that's huge, well. right? I think yeah. I think serving game, you know, serving game services is, is a great future for Azure. Honestly, me too. Uh, Same. It could be a big business for them. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and then we kind of did the developer thing, right? Yeah, but I just want to mention the one. Th so d just so people know, today Microsoft did announce a preview SDK for Duo, which is the Android device. And this is a Java SDK. They announced that they will release a, a native Win32 and UWP um, SDK for Windows 10 that covers 10x. Yep. They're working with web standards boards to get support, native support for dual displays into uh, uh, the web, obviously, but PWAs explicitly. And they're going to have a micro, a virtual event. And let me look up when that, I believe it's in February yep. for uh, Microsoft, three, what they're calling the Microsoft 365 Developer Day. But it's going to cover all this dual screen stuff. Yeah. So it's probably an all-day event. Yeah, it's Tuesday, uh, February 11th at 8.30 a.m. PT. Yep. So if you're a developer and you're interested in knowing how all this stuff's going to work, and it's everything I just said from Android uh, to Windows to the web, they're going to talk about that stuff um, on February 11th. Nice. Yeah, so the emulators for Android are out right now as part of the SDK, right. right? Yep. 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 And they also hinted that they're going to be making some new adjustments to Edge. They call them incubations, so the Edge will the new Microsoft Edge will work um in new ways across dual screen devices, both on Android yep. and on Windows 10X. Yeah, I should say I didn't say this, but the the Duo SDK is I did say it was native Java. It requires Android Studio, which of course is the developer, yep. the Google developer environment for Android, um, and that emulator runs in Android Studio. Um, which you know, yeah. I'm not really that up on Android development. I've I 
I've kind of played around with Android Studio a bunch. I guess this may be somewhat ignorant, but I, given the way that things are going in the Android developer space, I'm kind of surprised they didn't go with like a Kotlin SDK. Mm. They use that a lot themselves inside. So yeah, yeah. So I don't know what that's all about. I get is is uh, Java like their version of Silverlight now or something? Like how, <laughs> this is going to be like Ooh. something they wrote too soon, guys. Man. Seriously, too soon. Yikes. Um, <laughs> You know what? I, I would say, since you just finished your Notepad project, maybe it's time to start developing for dual screen devices on Android, Paul. Yeah, I don't think so. Um, <laughs> <I'm> gonna, <laughs> so no, 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 no. no I, I don't know what I'm doing next, but I, I'd like to move on to C Sharp and um, WPF oh, next, probably. Something. Fun. We'll see. Before we wrap up the 2020 prognostications mm-hmm. from our peerless panel of prognosticators <laughs> yes our peerless <laughs> self-selected panel <laughs> yep. anything out of the you know that doesn't fit or yeah. weird or just out of the ordinary any crazy ideas i have one crazy idea mary joe foley mm. I, and i haven't written about this or, or said it publicly because i don't want to set off alarms good well you could say it here because this isn't so here we go the popcorn, guys. Nope. this is going to be awesome <laughs> Um, you know who's been missing in action for the past several months at Microsoft, and I'm wondering where they're hiding him? Steven Sanofsky? No. No, somebody <laughs> real. <laughs> Scott Guthrie. Goo. Scott yeah. Guthrie. Where is Goo? Where is Scott Goo, and why are they hiding him? So the the kind of the common word around town when you ask people that is, oh, yeah, you know what? He's out calling on customers. Okay, that's new. Oh. He he runs Azure. He runs like the whole Microsoft Cloud all up. I mean, Jason Zander works for him, but why are they? Why is he like disappeared so, off the radar? Maybe we should have talked about this ahead of time. So now I'm going to have to say this on the show, and I'll try to be delicate about it. But okay. was I with you, or, or did we together probably at Ignite hear something about Scott? Does this sound familiar? Yeah. So somebody somebody asked us like, where is he? Is he actually at Ignite? And he was there. Right, but he wasn't there in a no one ever kind saw of a public him. sense, and he typically right. is. Right, he's yeah. Right, I, this came up. Okay, so I, I thought I had heard from someone that something was going on with him. That there was a kind of a last minute disagreement about his um, participation in the show and whatever. Oh, really? Something like huh. that. Yeah. So huh. you weren't part of that. Okay. No, I was not there for that. But you know. Okay. What so I'm not saying I think he's left the company or anything like that. I'm saying I'm curious what he's going to be doing going forward. Like, is he going to keep being the head of Microsoft Cloud all up, or is there another role for him yeah. somewhere that they're grooming? Grooming is the word of the week. Grooming him for grooming. <laughs> grooming. We got to work on our grooming, Mary Jo. So um, I think. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, well, obviously, he's a very important person inside Microsoft. Yeah, he's right. very senior. He's yeah. been a rising star for many, many years. On the senior one, leadership team, blah, blah, yep. blah. One very yep. likely outcome is it, it could be that he is working on some future thing that is kind of tangential to Azure and yeah. the cloud business. Or maybe a mega yeah. deal, like maybe he's like personally spearheading the Jedi contract or something. I don't know. Like. Wow. It's just weird. Okay. We haven't seen or heard from him. That's true. That's true. Right? So that was my fiction. kind of, let's throw a match into the fire. It could, it could be personal. <laughs> Where's Scott Goo? It could be personal, right? He could be ill or something. Right? Yeah, it literally could be anything. Yeah. That's yeah. true. I know. It could. Yep. It could. 
No, and you don't want to like introduce that as a possible I don't jinx rumor it or anything. But yeah, I mean, I wouldn't speculate too wildly because mm. there's all sorts of no. possibilities. See, now I'm it trying to remember makes... the details of what he I. He could be losing his hair and embarrassed to show his face. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> all his red shirts turned green or something, and he can't <laughs> go would, out in yeah, public. He put, him in, no, he put him in the wash with his underwear, and now everything's pink. <laughs> No, I, I, I don't think it's any of those kind of things because sometimes when those things yeah. happen, people will send you a private email and they'll yeah. be like, yeah, you don't, know, we're don't speculate about it. Yeah, don't do that because something yeah. is wrong. But yeah. nobody has said well, that. I, we, Instead, by the way, we should also like, say, just to be fair to Scott, um, yeah. I don't I am not personally aware of any divisive nature to this man. And, to no. you know, uh, there, there are certainly have been characters that have gone through Microsoft who have been hot or cold, depending on who you were. I, yeah. I don't I believe he's fairly universally loved or yeah. whatever Scott, we you, love know, I, you you can come home he's a great guy I mean, he is a great guy wherever you yeah. are we miss you no we no, used to not, see no, him a lot more we're not slagging <laughs> him but it is an interesting that's a good question we used to see him a lot more like he'd make public appearances he'd tweet quite a bit and he's tweeting way less um i don't know yeah. just wondering he'd come down to the press room <laughs> give wedgies yeah, he was a good guy <laughs> <laughs> Right. He he he's one of those guys though at shows he can't like walk around the hall because people run up to him and they're all like taking pictures and hugging him and like he's really yeah. hmm. a very big Again, persona. At my, speaks right. to why I like to stay at home. Not yeah, because yeah. people guess, hug everybody you. tries to hug you. you don't too be, and yeah, let me let me backtrack on that one. I guess <laughs> <laughs> but you don't want to be recognized out the world. I guess is what I mean. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Paul, did you have any other uh, oddball predictions that you you know didn't fit in these categories? Just aside from the um, Azure Edge thing for Windows, um, <laughs> I know that was a good one. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was just kind of interesting. I, you know, yeah. no, I don't think. I mean, no, I don't think that's real. Um, no, nothing crazy. Um, I have one. No, yeah, mm -hmm. this will be the year that Microsoft starts using the Linux kernel. Ooh, yeah. Well, they have their own Linux kernel, right? right? Well, why would they do that yeah, unless they yeah, plan yeah. to use it more thoroughly? Like, you think know. they'll I, sell Linux? I keep saying that every year. No, I think they're going to make it the next version of Windows. Oh, do you really believe that, or are you just stirring so, the pot? By the way, um, why not? The reason, <laughs> well, because the engineering would be horrific, and what's the point? You know, I. I no, yeah, you I, keep you it, keep Windows around, but you you maybe I'm not, no, I mean, make I'm not a version, the, make an operating system. Because they they don't care, so maybe yeah, Azure Edge care. really is a Linux OS. Well, a Azure right. Sphere right. is in a Linux. Words, so in OS. other words, Microsoft releases a, like a, they could build off of any yeah. uh, existing yeah, they don't Linux care. distribution. They've got their own and kernel. Then, like, it doesn't matter. Yeah, hmm. and just make but, more and more. Would, may put Teams and Office and all that stuff on it. And so, but hmm. would they have to? Would they bring Win thirty two APIs and whatnot to Linux, or just not worry about that? I think you keep the old version of Windows going for for legacy, but but the, that's what really hurts Windows is legacy, right? You do need a fresh. Yeah. It wouldn't be bad to have a fresh start. Oh, they've been they, they've tried so much. I know. Well, that's because they, they keep building on Windows, and well, and, and everybody who uses Windows says, well, it has to work with all of these yeah. things. If you don't call it Windows, right. You could I have mean, a Midori new operating system. Midori wasn't built on Windows, right. right? That that research project that they followed up so, on for like ten years and then dropped, but that wasn't Windows. I I really I really thought, and for good reason, and, and not because anyone said to me from inside Microsoft that this was the case, but rather just from evidence that we saw that window, what we now call Windows 10X, was going to be a Chrome OS type system, and I felt like that could have been what you're right, describing. Right, but they're not doing that, right? They're, Windows 10X is based on Windows. I yeah. think given that. 
if Microsoft were to go to some kind of an alternate, I almost feel like Android is the better choice. Um, oh, really? Than, mm. Yeah, I know. Mm. I, or, well, I, that's Linux. It's just a different kind of Linux. I mean, it is Linux. Yeah, let me let me rephrase that. I, I don't mean the better choice. I, the more likely choice. Right. And that this Surface Duo thing is the first inroad into that world. Hmm. Um, I think the consistency of Android from a developer perspective is what makes it interesting to Microsoft. I think one of the problems with Linux is you do have to choose a a distribution, Path. and then <laughs> yeah. And what's the what's the developer mm -hmm. story look like? What is there even a is there a like a desktop application developer story and uh, Linux that's consistent. Yeah, and is there? Yeah. I don't even. I really don't know. Yeah, what's it called? But but it doesn't. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, it, it's not as consistent as Mac OS or any proprietary OS or Windows. But yeah. it's but when you write it, an app for Linux, you have the syscalls are all the same. You have some different, maybe some different externals. Mostly, it's how it's installed but that's different. But are this there like high-level frameworks like um, sure. you know, WinForms? What do, you, where do you think Mono came from? I mean, yeah, right. Okay, that's I actually okay. So I, actually, here, I, I, you know what? I think your idea is actually really good. Uh, but I, th I, I think of it maybe a little more vague. You know that I think we're going to see Microsoft stepping more into non-Windows stuff yeah since they don't really care it's okay with yeah. them if you're not using windows they have this right. problem that there is this drag on windows because yes. of legacy yep. um mm -hmm. here's an opportunity to say what if we create i think i like your finesse on it paul which is mm -hmm. what if we create a stripped down operating system that's fast and easy that's a cloud first operating system yeah. and, and you could use linux for that mm. but it wouldn't this, necessarily this be a chromebook it, it could be more complete than that this is kind of a weird problem. You know, it's, it, um, I think this was in the register as recently as today or yesterday or this week or whatever, where they were talking about .NET in this case. And they were saying, you know, when you look at the developer base for .NET, it's, it's the people who go to shows, the people who show up at these things. It's like, a, it's really, it's older people, you know, mm -hmm. and yeah. um, getting younger developers excited about .NET is really difficult. Uh, not because of any actual technical deficiencies or whatever. It's just perceived as a Windows thing, as kind of a Microsoft thing, and it's not. It, it's kind of a. It's a problem. And um, there's two things at you know, play look here. At, One is that the everybody wants to. Every young person wants to write an app for the iPhone. If you're a developer, yeah. Yeah. that's Still, where yeah, that's sure. where you know that's where the gold is. Uh, yep. And there is this feeling, I think, in general, for in a variety of communities uh, that. You don't re you don't really want to write .NET code. That's that's what the yeah. poor guy at the bank has to write. <laughs> well, you know, that's, okay. That, I mean, no, I, so Paul, I don't know if you I don't know if you know this was like a big hot topic on Twitter over the weekend. And there's a woman developer named Kelly Summers who she's actually been an Azure MVP and a Cassandra MVP, and she kicked off the thread just saying, you know what, you guys don't get it. You do, you people in the .NET community, like people who or in the OSS world, the open source world, yeah. they don't really care about .NET. Like, that's not the cool place not to be, all. right? <laughs> in fact, the fact I mean, that I, anybody thinks that they would surprises yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> it just right. shows you how much of a bubble you we all live I know. in, right? And all the, all the Microsoft people were kind of like, no, wait, there there's cool stuff happening in .NET. And everything they're pointing to, she's like, yeah, that's not where people my age 
who are in right. open source want to uh, Okay, work. so this is a problem. I, the thing is, I, yeah. I, I think .NET, .NET Core, what will become .NET 5, is technically excellent. I think that C Sharp is technically excellent. Mm-hmm. Um how hard an API but, is it to learn? Is it a is it bec- is it a big deal to learn it? No, I think if anyone who is uh, familiar with Java, for example, could move into this world very easily. Historically, learning the Windows libraries and all those calls yeah. has been challenging. Yeah, but the .NET stuff was it was a very clean way to right. um, so it hides all that make complexity. That available. Yeah. It's oh yeah, it's no that stuff. I honestly, it's one of Microsoft's greatest achievements. I. It's it's I actually think that stuff's great, but but there is I I do believe that. But mm-hmm. I, what am I? I'm a middle aged white guy, of course. Of course, I think it's great, Leo. Look at me. Um, you look like a Windows <laughs> I, user, Paul. I hate to say you it. look like a .NET developer to you me. You don't have buddy. any stickers on your laptop. I know. <laughs> I hate you all. <laughs> <laughs> Open source has a posse, man. <laughs> um, all right. Well. There you go. But yeah, it's anyway, a, I, it, I think, it is. I, a, you might be, I think you're onto something. Is the point? I yeah. I, I don't yeah. know that Microsoft will literally come out with like Win, with Linux or whatever. You know, but right. but I, they I wouldn't do, call it Linux. They wouldn't think. call it Windows. They'd have another name for it, mm-hmm. or they might well, call it Windows. Does be mis- Microsoft have to put out before we wake up to this? I mean, I mean, there's a close. Linux kernel in WSL. Yes. They have right. a Azure Sphere, which is Linux. They yeah. uh, are wholeheartedly support Android, which is sort of Linux. You know, they're coming up with their own Android device. I, I mean, that, that's my point. Exactly. Kind of I, in this world. If, if, you know, you would think I was smoking crack if I'd said this three years ago. Yep. Oh, yeah. But it's starting yeah. to look a lot like Linux. It's starting to look a lot like Linux. I mean, it's kind of <laughs> Linux everywhere. It's kind of coming down Linux. What's so, it's, wasn't there an Android cloud up. announcement this week, like running Android apps? Yes. Cloud? That was really uh, interesting. Canonical. Yeah, Canonical yeah. is going to do an Android uh, right. that you could run anywhere. That's a right. really interesting. I know. So we've talked about that as possibly being the future of Windows, which would be all your apps are containerized and everything runs virtually. Yeah, it's called right? Anbox. Of A-N-B-O-X. course, the one thing we also have to remember is that once Microsoft does fully adopt Android and or, and or Linux and move to this world, you know, Google will have moved on to. Whatever Another their operates. next thing is, yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll drop Android like a One of the reasons that this makes sense, by the way, Anbox is because you're not re- you, you don't care what the OS is. You're running in containers on the cloud, right? And right. so you just need this kind of minimal OS service layer. This is literally the dream. Like even you could even extend this to some to some legacy Win32 app, whatever it is that you have to run, right? It should be able to run on any platform in some container where it has just what it needs to make this thing pop up on your screen and work. Isn't that what Microsoft uh, truly wants? They don't. I, think I don't so. think in the, they see a vast future in selling desktop operating systems. Really? Do they? No, they want to just well, ride I mean, that out from, till the end, right? Aside yeah. from they're not going to kill it, but they're I mean, not. Has there been a great Windows app developed in the past few months? I mean, think about it. No. <laughs> Yeah, nothing no. that you'd say. Oh God, I gotta, I gotta run Linux. Uh, no Linux killer apps. Of, that whole idea is kind killer of killer apps. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> and and frankly, any yeah. app that you want is available in any flavor. Really, most. I mean, it's yeah. very few apps where you yeah. say, "Oh, I gotta have Windows well, to run this." And as far as desktop platforms go, I mean, the rise of mobile apps has erased the problems that largely that we see on Linux, especially, but also on the Mac, where. You know, the expense of creating, you know, putting apps that were on Windows already onto these other platforms was just too much. 
But now if ever, you can create a web app that runs everywhere, that seems to be the natural way to go. And even on mobile, that could be the natural way to go. Mm-hmm. Depending on the app, you know? I mean, that was I, a good prediction, though. I like I like that you threw yeah, that in. Yeah. It's, it's a very left field prediction, but no, you it's know, a good one. That's no, I, think, I, I think you are onto something. You can't you can't always assume it's just going to be like little blips of announcements all year. Because look at look at Surface Duo. Like we really didn't see that coming, yeah. right? I mean, <laughs> Microsoft's doing an Android well, phone. Oh, what? <laughs> I mean, we we had hints about that, but you know what else we didn't yeah. see coming? What? Uh, graphing calculator. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say. I thought you were gonna say like an app, or some kind of. Okay, I didn't see that coming at I all. Didn't see that coming. As a, sorry, if you're not sitting down. I need you to sit down okay, because I'm on this my ball. one does that count? Is huge. Yeah. Microsoft is bringing a graphing mode to the calculator app in Windows 10. Whoa! <laughs> he yeah. fell right off. And while that we ball. wait for Leo to get the head injury specialist that he needs. Um, <laughs> I know, I know. Ah, I've just demonstrated. In fact, you can fall it was off the only new feature in the latest <laughs> Windows Insider build. I know. Wow. Actually, yep. you know what? It took Apple a really long time to do that. Yeah, it's. I'm sure it is a hard computer science problem. Not <laughs> no, being sarcastic. It's not, but not being sarcastic. You could do it in Wolfram <laughs> Alpha on the web. I mean, jeez, <clears throat> I, I, I don't know how hard it is. I, I'm sure it, it's. <laughs> Somewhat We're talking about calculators. It's not like words. It's numbers. It's numbers. Uh, wow. <laughs> wow. Profound. <laughs> Head blown. Someone, you know, but this is like to give. You, I don't. I don't mean to make fun of an individual. I obviously won't say his name because I don't remember it. But there was someone in my uh, website comments who said, "Could you imagine if they brought this to iOS and Android?" <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, I can imagine that. What, what, what would change?" Yes, as a matter like, of fact. What? 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 Like, yeah. No, so yep. I, I have a question. So there's a there's a Windows calculator that they put on GitHub and made it open source, right? And then is that the same calculator that's in Windows 10 or a different calculator? Yes, it's the same, same. one. It's the okay. UWP Windows 10. Okay. Yep. It's probably some 12-year-old made a commit to the open source project. You know, you can find some graphing in here. Really like cool. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, the funny thing is there was a good article of last year about the TI... I can't remember what the number is. Oh, no, that was... No, no, it was like 85. It's a graphing calculator. And how TI lobbied really hard with the Mm -hmm. testing services to make it a requirement. They sell... In fact, I was just helping my daughter move. She's 28. And I'm packing stuff up. Oh, look, here's your graphing calculator that you had to buy. Everyone, everyone got one of those. Remember your kids had to buy one, right? I had to. I I had to get one when I went back to school. Like this was a, this is a hundred bucks every fall for every student. Whereas you could do it on your phone or anything. Um, But. Ti w- lobbied really hard. Let me see if I can find that article because it's a it's a hysterical, <laughs> you know, example of p- how the market is not perfect. Yep, mm-hmm. they got the uh, testing services right. to require it. You I'm know, sure say well, you wouldn't want a kid to have a phone in there. The same right? thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it, Just a calculator. <laughs> Texas Instruments is lobbying schools. Sure. To make algebra to a requirement. This is from 2013 because you need a TI graphing calculator. Hmm. Uh, how Texas Instruments monopolized 
math class. The TI-84 Plus, how an outdated, oh, this is, this is it, how an outdated calculator still holds a monopoly. Washington Post, 2014. Um, and it's, it's, it's just, it's a shocking story, actually. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's kind of depressing because we've all done it. We've all had to buy this $100 calculator that oh, yeah. is basically the same yeah, model I put out 20 years ago. Things yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. It's the number one bestseller, the TI-84 Plus. <laughs> from 2004. Wow. Yeah. Be- and it's all comes down to, you know, you just got to know who with palms to grease. Yeah. Right. See, we're also worried about Amazon and Google and Facebook. <laughs> but the real villain here. Watch out. T.I. Right. Casio tried to put one out, but. That's funny. I, just today, the thing came up about Sonos and how. They're uh, obsoleting mm-hmm. products that are 15 years old, and people oh. are freaking out. Yep. And I was thinking, it's the way saying, they're you know, obsoleting how, it, though. No, I get it, but I mean, look around your office. Is do you have a single personal technology product that that, that is that old that you use every mm-hmm. single Besides day? Like, like Sonos. <laughs> that's what how I mean. Old? Like they actually. Well, was I guess like the TI falls old? into this category. That thing's even older. Yeah. Now, how old? How old does the Sonos have to be? It's not fifteen be... years old. It's not that old. No, is it's, it? uh, no, they were manufactured between two thousand six and two thousand. The point is, okay. speakers really haven't evolved that much over the last yeah. seventy years or whatever. And those are perfectly yeah. good speakers, but Sonos is bricking them so you can't even use them as speakers because mm-hmm. they don't want them to come out onto the market as in an after market uh because they say, well, it won't support our modern features. Yeah, but yeah. you could still yeah. use. It's a speaker. Sure. Anyway, it's right. a, that's a little annoying. Yeah. <laughs> Not as bad as TI keeping the calculator. No, no TI <laughs> is the worst. Yeah, they're just <laughs> man. Forget Amazon. Let's. Yeah. It's funny. This is in the Washington Post. <laughs> right there, you go. Jeff Bezos right. at the, at the editorial the meeting. Like, you thought oh, Amazon was bad. Can we? Uh, is there anybody we could find to really <laughs> right. uh, give it to him? <laughs> okay um i'm sorry uh windows no, that 10, was the whole story 1909 yeah. that's it now broadly available <laughs> to seekers i didn't we do that last yeah. week well this what this means is that they're going to start aggressively pushing it to 1809 users for one thing so uh that's going to happen automatically now and basically I, I i believe they passed all of the compatibility hurdles so if you because again it wasn't really a feature update this is an easy one so if you just go check for updates, you're going to get this thing. You won't. They, it won't just install. You'll you'll have to say, okay, I want to get it. But it's basically going out to everybody at this point, yeah. which is quick. Um, yeah. But it's quick because it isn't really a feature update. Um, the German government <laughs> has decided they wish to keep Windows right. 7 for a long time. Actually, I bet they're not the only government doing that. No, they're Linux not. With Linux go. Oh, it didn't work? Okay. Um, <laughs> that's right. They were going to do yeah. Linux, weren't they? Oh, so yeah. they have, that's what's right. 30, was it? Oh, 85,000 <sighs> computers still Yikes. running Windows 7. And they don't want to do the free upgrade? <laughs> that's They're a lot ready. of computers, Leo. It would take a while. Oh, I'm sorry. No, they don't have that many. They have at no. least, I'm sorry, they have 33,000. They have 85,000 machines overall. 30, 20, I'm sorry, 23.5% of them, or about 33,000, are still running Windows 7. Still a lot so of they are they are <laughs> they are upgrade they're they are migrating to Windows 10. It's yeah. just taking a while. Yeah. So they're going to pay. 
they're not the only government. So I, I saw somebody say on Twitter today, wow, I wonder if Microsoft knew Windows 7 extended security updates was going to be a big business. Yep, I'm sure they did. <laughs> the next billion right. dollar business, you know. I'm sure the UK <laughs> government is like, could we upgrade from Windows XP to 7? Is yeah. that something we can do? Can we just do that? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's it's a lot of money. 25 bucks um, per device, right? And then it doubles every year. But it doubles every year. Every year. Yep. I Which know. means in the year 30, 2030, it's going to be like $8 billion. <laughs> if they're still on it by then. Per computer. I mean, hopefully the people who are doing this and buying extended security updates aren't going to keep it for the full three years. And they're hopefully right. going to sure do it in less. The goal. <laughs> the goal of this yeah. is to make it yeah. painful so people do upgrade. Right. Okay. Right. They don't want to make it easy on you. For sure. Uh, I don't know what this means, but I'm going to read it. It's one week later, <laughs> Windows 7 fans, how are we doing? What are you Is that like a group yeah, hug? The, how are we all doing? Yeah, in the emotional part of the show. Oh, one week after the uh, Tatch Tuesday. It has been one week. <laughs> I have to say, there I is one... Wasn't, isn't there a big flaw in Windows 7? What was it? It's not, not the uh, NSA flaw. Not the NSA thing. No, there was another flaw that I, there's a zero day. Oh, Internet Explorer, zero day. Oh, yeah. Will yeah, they patch yeah. that? But if, um, I don't know, but Remember, it honestly, took a long time after are, XP was deprecated before there was right. anything so serious that you said, oh, I wonder if they're going to patch it. Yeah, but you shouldn't be, you're not really using IE with Windows 7. No, 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 it doesn't matter. If it's on the machine. Oh, hmm. A malicious no, site can launch IE, and right. it's the jscripts.dll that comes with IE. Oh. Hmm. Is uh, and there's zero days. It's a, it, there are exploits IE. out there right now. Okay. Yeah. So there's My there are mitigations, but yeah, the one would be to uninstall Internet Explorer and yeah. then use Chrome or whatever, right. or use Edge. Right. It's that jscript dll. Yeah, so yeah. I guess because there's a, a mitigation, they wouldn't feel obligated mm -hmm. to patch it. It's a pretty serious. Flaw, I bet though. if you get extended support, it will be patched. Um, what it what Microsoft's saying is, it'll be patched next Patch Tuesday. But I don't. That doesn't mean Windows Seven, obviously, right? I don't know. Uh, yeah. Let's find out. We'll check. <laughs> let's find out. We'll find out on Tuesday. Mark your calendars, kids. Next patch Tuesday. Yeah, that'll be the second Tuesday yeah. of February. Right. Right. So. Um, have other, other than that, have you heard, uh, I haven't heard anything. Screams. <laughs> I thought the radio show for sure I'd get calls and yeah, stuff. Yeah, you didn't? <sighs> no. Yeah, I think for normal people, this is like, eh, yeah. you know. There have been some reports but, of um, uh, the desktop going black, which is something you see oh, yeah. when software Wallpaper, is counterfeited right? or whatever. Yeah, like wallpapers uh, that's an annoyance. went black. Yeah. Really? Now, now no, they're just yeah. screwing with people. You know, they're like, we're just going to randomly change things. And <laughs> yeah, I don't know. They, there is that big, almost full screen pop up. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But I think, I think really the way I'd interpret it is the word had gone out. And so nobody's surprised by yes. this. Oh, no. Months ago, there were pop ups. Yeah, and then even this full screen thing, you can say, I don't want to yeah. see this anymore. Right. Mm -hmm. So if you don't want to be bothered by it, you can just keep going. I bet a lot of people are still on Windows 7. There are tons of people still on Windows yeah. 7. Well, you know, there's hundreds, 30 million of Germans. Yeah. I mean, but a lot of people who are on are just like, I don't care. I, I feel like I can defend myself yeah. rightly or wrongly, and I'm staying on it. That's it. 
So this ties into this Gartner thing. So uh, last week, Gartner and IDC had come out with their market share figures for PCs in 2019 and showed a very small amount of growth. Like I think it was 1.9% um, average between the two. Uh, but growth, you know, and like I said mm -hmm. last week, we'll take that as a win. But now Gartner's saying, uh, that's over. Um, 2020, <laughs> the next three years, it, the market's going to fall again. But the good yeah. news is it's not a big drop. And if you look, you know, we had shown that kind of market share chart over time. I feel like this thing is kind of plateaued. I mean, it's, it's it may go down a little, it may, you know, up, down, whatever. But I think we're at this point where we're going to be in the mid 200 million range uh, every year for a while. And it's still... 250 million is still 250 million. So um, it seems like that's where the PC is and will be mm -hmm. for the foreseeable future. But it's interesting, you know, Windows 7, you'd think with that many users on that thing, it would have a bigger impact. And it never really did. You know, yeah, and I it didn't. It never might, you know. But I think that just speaks to the way the world's changed. I, it'd be, thanks to mobile devices, mm -hmm. I think there's less of an incentive for many people to even bother. Uh, you know, upgrading and moving on to something else. Yeah. In, in next, so next Wednesday after Windows Weekly, it's Microsoft's er, next quarterly earnings report. And it'll right. be interesting to right. see how much Windows 7 end of life plays in mm. on that report. Yeah. Oh, by the way, so that, okay, that's an interesting part of this. Um, you know, when, when people talk about how some huge percentage of these Windows 7 computers out in the world are in corporations or in enterprise, mm -hmm. And, yeah. you know, they're going to have to upgrade at some point. I think the one thing that gets left out of that conversation is that when that happens, nothing changes from a revenue perspective. They're already paying Microsoft for Windows. It doesn't mm -hmm. matter what version of Windows they're they're getting. Windows right. 10 sales don't get a boost. They're already right, paying it, for Windows 10 licenses. Right, because of software assurance, right? And yeah. they're already it's, yeah, it's, licensing Yeah, it's not like they're now. forking over new money to get a new version of Windows. They're, they're, yeah. they're paying for it. They're already paying for it. So right, that's a good point. That's one yeah. of the things, like, I... I you know, everyone thought there was going to be this big jump. I, I There could be a, th there will be a jump in usage, Windows 10 versus Windows 7, right? Because mm -hmm. people will literally switch over. Yeah. But as far as it having a, um, you know, material impact you know, to the PC industry where people are buying new computers yeah. or to um, Microsoft's revenues, mm -hmm. I mean, not really, you know. Mm -hmm. Microsoft gets they more make revenues. More, they probably make more off of the extended security updates than they'll make. Just from, right, Windows license well, change. Yes, but that's why they're pushing Microsoft 365 because that's where the yeah. revenue boost comes from. You right. have companies that were um, on Office 2010 that were on Windows 7, and what they want you to do is get on this uh, higher price skew that mm -hmm. includes this other stuff. And that, that's yeah. where they're going to get a boost. And a sustainable boost too, right? Yeah. It's not a one-time right. uh, upgrade boost. Yeah. Totally. Um. Some Windows on t Windows 10 on ARM. Whoa, milestones. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. Yeah, milestones. <laughs> these are minor, but I, I just wanted to kind of point these out. I know there's some fans out there, Windows 10 on ARM, and hasn't been a lot of big news on this platform, um, but uh, the native ARM 64 version of Microsoft Edge beta channel is now available. So presumably the, um, what are we calling the shipping version? The whatever that is, the stable or whatever. Um, stable that will come channel. at some point. Yep. Yep. Yeah, and then this one's actually kind of a, a bigger deal than maybe uh, you might realize, but Microsoft Mouse and Keyboard Center is uh, now available on Windows 10 and ARM, and that's the native drivers for the Microsoft hardware. Not just the drivers, but the software that you can customize the devices with. It's super important um, 
because what you got before was just like the class drivers. So it's really basic functionality. If you have a Microsoft mouse or keyboard, um, uh, this stuff will let you really customize that. And it's, you know, it's great software. So you could argue it should have been there a year ago or whatever, but whatever it's there. So that's good. That's good. Hmm. For the, you know, few of you using this platform. Let me do a, take a little break. Okay. Mm -hmm. Cause I'm so overwhelmed with excitement. Um, <laughs> but I want to tell you about Melissa. Bad data happens to good companies. That's a short story in a nutshell, right? Windows Weekly listeners, you may have a uh, address list, a contact list that you use for everything from, in my case, Christmas cards to uh, brochures to mailers. And you know that there lurk within that list bad addresses, duplicate addresses. There's nothing good about bad data. It costs money. It hurts sales. It decreases customer satisfaction. I could tell you I'm, when I get three catalogs from the same company at the same day, I know it makes me mad. That's a waste. Bouncing emails, not a good thing for your business either. Why don't you come clean with Melissa? Melissa is used by some of the biggest companies and the littlest companies. You know, mailers spend about $20 billion a year in undeliverable mail. 10,000 organizations worldwide don't have that problem because they use Melissa. Like Delta Fawcett, they could they use it in their call centers, which improves their global address auto-completion. You know, have you ever had, you've had that experience, you're on the line, and, you know, I always makes me mad when I have to say the city, state, and then the zip code. If they have the zip code, they don't need the city and the state. I love it when I'm on a website and I type the first few letters of the street name and the and all of a sudden it says, you mean, yeah, that's it. Delta Fawcett was able to improve their call center processes with global address auto-completion. Melissa was able to reduce the fraudulent e-commerce transactions for Z1 Motorsports by 90%. Because a lot of times the people give out addresses like 123 Main Street, any town USA. Melissa says, eh. Melissa provides a full spectrum of data quality protection for your customer data. Verify postal addresses, mobile numbers, email addresses, automatically update the addresses of customers who've moved, eliminate duplicate records, and you can use Melissa's analytics to get additional information, insights into that address list that you've been maintaining. Easily build address verification and customer data validation. That's what Delta Fawcett did uh, using Melissa's APIs. It's very simple to put it in your custom application or use their CRM cloud connectors or e-commerce plugins. You can even just upload a data file to Melissa for a quick cleanse. And by the way, I know if, if I say that, you're going to say, oh, I don't know. I mean, but I want you to know Melissa is totally serious about securely managing your data. That's why they continually engage independent security audits to reinforce their commitment to data security, to privacy, to compliance requirements. They do it right. They're SOC2, HIPAA, and GDPR compliant. Look, bad data happens to good companies. 10,000 organizations worldwide trust Melissa to get their customer data clean and accurate. You can try it right now. In fact, I've got a great deal for you. Get started with 25,000 records clean for free. That's a $75 value at melissa.com slash twit. M-E-L-I-S-S-A, like the girl's name, melissa.com slash twit, or call 1-800-MELISSA. They're very nice people. And find out more. melissa.com 
slash twit. Thank you, Melissa, for supporting Windows Weekly. Thank you, Windows Weekly listener, for supporting us by going to melissa.com slash twit. If you have need of this service, and you know if you do, this is the one to use. All right. We got, uh, it's time to get out your, uh, your Hobonichi Techo, your day planner, and, uh, and write in some dates. I'm going to open it up right now for the year 2020, and we're going to put in some dates here. All right. Yeah, I'm serious. So, yeah, so we talked already in our predictions, maybe there'll be a spring hardware event in New York, maybe, you know, around the April, May time frame. That's typically what Microsoft's been doing is a spring hardware announcement right before build. So you can tentatively pencil that one in. We don't have an exact date or location, but that's likely coming up. Build, we already know. We're going to Seattle May 19th to 21st. That's already on the calendar. Inspire, we're not going. We can't go anymore to that. Well, that's a good reason, but that's not the only reason. And Paul's been banned from every casino? (laughs) No, it's a partner show. And, you know, uh, the press used to get invited. At least some press used to get invited to that. And it was a really awesome event. But no more press because it's co-located with the Microsoft Sales Conference. And they don't want us hanging around with their salespeople for some reason. Grooming. really like Inspire. Grooming. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It was a great place for grooming. That is a great place for grooming and drinks. Um, But yeah, that's in July in Vegas. So I'm not sad I'm not going to that, I have to say. But the (laughs) new edition, we just found out late last week, is Ignite 2020. So we all thought we were going to Orlando in November. Nope. We're going to New Orleans in September. Oh, more fun. (laughs) I know. Let me tell you how much better that destination is. Oh, (laughs) so much more fun. Are you kidding me? Go to Frenchman Street, hear some jazz. I'm getting yeah, broiled so up September uh, oysters. Mm, get some we're gonna beignets. Be in- I'm going to eat my body weight in oysters that week. Oh, it's going to be fantastic. Yum, 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 Yo, you yum, should come. Wait. This is like Ignite right. you should come to. Okay. All September right. 21st, 25th. You got me. I love New Orleans. There are worse places should. on earth, but there you were a few go. better It'll places. It'll still be hot. It's going to be hot. It's going to be hot. New Orleans is hot, but it's late September. It won't be killer. It'll be nice, I think. So I'll tell you. the. Puzzling thing about this event to me is why did they move it to September? Because it's too hot. So <laughs> why? I think like, it has to do with scheduling, right? Didn't they run? First didn't? of all, they couldn't have done it in November in Orlando again because that's when the election is. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, can't, can't that would have screwed the whole thing up. So they can't do yeah, that. No. And I think that there was a scheduling issue with uh, the place in Florida, and I think they oh, just this is where they landed. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because I was curious if they moved it up for a particular reason, like if it had anything to do with Surface Duo and Neo. Because we know that's I bet launching it's because at home. Yeah, I think it's just availability. You, you know, do. obviously, okay. there's only a couple places they can do it. Yeah. And right. next, I, I, I believe the election is literally the reason this, this happened. But you know okay. what? Fantastic. Who knows? Right. I know. Yeah. It was a big yeah, surprise. Like, they just tweeted it out. Uh, I think it was on Friday. Like, hey, we're going to New Orleans instead yeah. of Orlando. Listen, I mean, <laughs> wow. We probably talked about this. Honestly, the Orlando that we experienced during the show isn't bad. We're, we're very self-contained in this small area. It's gotten very familiar. It's a, The hotel we go to is fantastic. I could not be happier that I'm going to New Orleans instead. Yeah. And you I know we'll have a new Patch Tuesday for sure. Sazerac maybe. Little Patch Tuesday Sazerac. Sa- yeah. Sure. Oh, a new a new drink you mean. I think yeah. so. Yeah. You yeah. should. I like yeah. it. Yeah, and then we don't know we're also thinking there'll be a fall 
hardware launch for the Neo and Duo mm-hmm. and whatever else, but we don't know when. Like, will it be before September, after September? My guess would be after September. It, yeah, typically it's October. I mean, there's no reason right? not to do it in October. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's, I mean, that's kind of it for our calendar. There are other smaller kind of side events and specialty shows like SharePoint conferences and such, but that's right. kind of how our year is evolving here. It's good. Looks this okay. This is good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Pasting it into Slack, right? I mean, Teams right now. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <Yep>. Leo. <laughs> oh. Oh, you Leo. you just oh, binged Leo. it, didn't you? No, you. I, I, binged, <laughs> I binged it. Yeah, I'm excited yeah. about the launch. Outside of, of a TV show that was sponsored by Microsoft, no one has ever said they binged anything. Yeah. Oh, by the way, on the NFL playoffs, did you see the guy um, using his nose to scroll on his surface? <laughs> I'm not even like- kidding. <laughs> No, I did not see that. Yeah, Why people on earth are, would anyone do that? People were tweeting to me and saying, Mary Jo Foley has a new surface test. Is it noseable? Noseable. <laughs> and I said, I'm not doing that, guys. There's so this a was a player or a coach? Uh, who Sounds had like the a player. I'm going to guess it's a player. It was some guy on the sidelines wearing all, a uniform. they had gloves on or something that didn't work. Yeah, he had gloves touch. on. Yeah. Okay, that must have been why. Panos tweeted it. You look look for Panos's tweet. <laughs> uh, it's better than when people were kicking him around or throwing him That's at the true. you know throwing ground. Throwing him in the trash barrels. Were, yeah. 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 Bill Belichick. Yeah. It's the you know all press is good press, right? <laughs> That's what Frank used to say. So funny. So funny. Um, all right. Microsoft is joining the climate change movement yeah this story this story has generated some semi-humorous headlines um, I thought it was interesting. You know, Microsoft's <laughs> I, yeah yeah like they're going to remove from the atmosphere all of the carbon they've created since the company was founded in 1976 now I'm pretty that. sure it's not going to be the exact carbon they created no no well, I, any carbon will do but any good, any carbon will do. Any carbon, in any carbon. old carbon, any old carbon will do. Yeah, so people talk about being carbon neutral, right? Which is whatever. Right. And Microsoft is, of course, raising the ante by being carbon negative by 2030. Cool. Um, and then they're gonna uh, have basically replaced, or I guess, uh, offset all of the carbon they've created since the company's founding in 1976 Just by 2050. Plant a lot of trees. Yep. That's that will do it. Yep. So that's the good it. news story. Yeah. There's cars. <laughs> yeah. And then there's this, what the, Microsoft <laughs> is like the agony of defeat part of the sports show. Like, they do yeah. something really amazing. And then like right afterwards, yep. you're like, and there we go. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's, so it's, it's you should bad. talk about the ads because that's your thing. That's my that's my that hill I'm going to die on. Um, You're going to die yeah, on. Yeah, I don't, hill. I don't, under, I don't understand. I don't uh, look. I don't think this is a big deal in the sense that not many people probably use WordPad. But if you're not familiar with the rich text editor that's still built into Windows for some reason and sports like an Office 2013 style ribbon or whatever the heck it is, uh, it's still there. And apparently Microsoft is testing putting ads in there as well. Um, I have seen ads in Word on Office 365. Um, 
That's amazing. <laughs> That's why you guys lost. It's a tennis. It looks like he's licking Titans the surface, but he's not. <laughs> on the sideline. And he's That's just crazy. rubbing his nose because he's wearing gloves. It's cold. It's yeah. cold. It was a cold yeah. day. He's from Tennessee. He doesn't know what the cold's like. Kansas City. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, so he anyway, can go left, if, right, if and from... up, down. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Anyway, um, they're, the ads are very much uh, similar to the ads you might see in uh, Microsoft Word if you have Office 365 or uh, if you ever saw those. Uh, if you ever go into like ne the network uh, part of File Explorer, a little yellow bar comes down and says, hey, did you want to connect to the network? It looks like that. So, you know, yeah, I don't like this kind of thing. It's slippery slope, et cetera, et cetera. But WordPad, I mean, like, is anyone, you know, if you put an ad in an app no one uses, did you put an ad somewhere? I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but it is. I mean, people are I offended. I guess. I mean, what's the ad for? Of course, well, Leo. Listen, we live. We live for fraud outrage. rage. Yeah, I keep well, running this app trying to see the. I it's, mean, a, it's an well, ad. It is for if you don't use online, the app. If you right? don't use the app, <laughs> who cares? But if you use the app, it's annoying. Right? Like, Isn't it an ad for page, Office Online, though? Which is really funny, right? Because why are you using WordPad? That's something you buy when you could use our free program. Oh, this one's right. Free well, I think they want to get people off. Maybe what they've they discovered do. is, hey, uh, yeah, there are seven yeah. people using WordPad. Let's target those guys. Yeah, exactly. All right. So that's that's the least onerous, I would say, of these two negative stories. Yeah. Um, what do you think about this other one? Okay. So this other one, at first I didn't think it was a big deal, but then the more I looked into mm -hmm. it, I was like, wow, Microsoft, really? So what they're going to do that's is great. if you're an Office 365 Pro Plus user starting in mid-February in um, certain countries, including the U.S., they're going to start pushing an extension to Chrome to you that is for Microsoft Search in Bing. It's not optional. Like, that's just going to come to your Chrome browser if you're using Chrome. And the really... Okay, so that's bad. They're pushing you yes. an extension to your browser. That's bad. I mean, people have said that's malware, basically, yes. right? Yes. I know, it's crazy. That's no, crazy. Yep. But it is going to change your default engine to Bing. No. It to you. I know. Here's the problem. How is this going to happen? Who's this? What's this? Uh, I know. It's crazy. The, uh, like, this know, is crazy. So my prediction, I'm making a prediction here. I predict they're going to undo yeah. this decision. Oh, hell yes. I did. Yeah. I, I, of course right. they are. It's not. Yeah. But you know why? But it's not because users are freaked out about this. It's because isn't this the job of IT to specify what these people's computer configurations yes. look like? Yep. I mean, yep. I, that that they're bypassing IT to do this. Like, this is they crazy. Are. This is not no, a, so an option if, IT can enable. No. If you're an IT pro, you can use, like, group policies and other blocking tools to stop this. But you have to do it ahead of time because once it's on user's machine, then you got to find out a way to get it off all of your user's oh. machines if you don't want it. So the reason Microsoft's doing this is... Microsoft Search in Bing is a very interesting, cool product. It, it lets you do cool. intranet cool. search, right? But it the only really way cool. it works is if you use Bing. And so if they just push it to people who have Edge, it's not going to go to anybody, right? <laughs> why no one why uses does Edge. it work that way? Why would, it care? Why, why would this search thing care what your default search engine was? Why wouldn't it just use Bing anyway? It's a Microsoft search. It, it, what? Right. I don't, I don't I predict, understand this at all. So they, they've made a few, at the end of last year, they made a few very bad policy decisions at Microsoft and they undid them within days. Yes. Like one of those was when they were going to let everybody just start using Power Platform tools with and go around IT and they undid that. 
I predict they're going to undo this too, because if you look at Twitter today, people are flipping out. Um, they're just like, wait a minute, you're going to push an extension to my Chrome browser that like I don't even want. And you're, and if I have Office Pro Plus, it's just going to come to me and all of my users. It's crazy, yep. right? It is crazy. Now, the good news is if they don't backtrack on this, any user can revert their right. search engine to whatever they want. You can. Yep. So it's not like some, they're not usurping the browser completely that you, you know, right. you can still do whatever you want with it. Right. But that's why at first I was rather like, oh, well, incredible you can just switch that it Microsoft. Back. <laughs> no, but come on. This, they're not just shipping yeah. an extension for a third party browser, they're oh, enabling it right. and switching over your, like your default. So that is, that is, that's You're crazy. hijacking somebody's browser, basically. It's crazy. Right? I mean, if somebody did this to Microsoft with Edge, they, they would be up and Oh, my God. Straight. You'd never hear the end of it. Right. I, this is how you lose your moral authority. Like, you can't do something like this. It's crazy. Yep. But, yeah. Microsoft. Come on, Microsoft. No, do the right they'll, thing. That's <laughs> not even. It's not even. I think they will do the right yeah. thing, but it's amazing that this ever no. I, I, how did this ever who pass ever muster anywhere? A good idea, yeah. There wasn't someone in the chain who was like, wait, what are we doing? Yeah. No, we're not doing that. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Hopefully next week's show will be like, you know what? They changed their mind. Yay. <laughs> yep. 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 Uh, let's do some more uh, Xbox stuff because you can never have too much. You can never finally, have enough of that. Finally. <laughs> So Go last ahead, week, Go I find think it was. Beer. It's okay. <laughs> no, no, she wants to hear this. She loves ports on the back of Xbox. Um, <laughs> we had written about the the ports that will be on the Xbox Series X uh, this week. Photos of the device actually leaked, confirming um, what we know. Uh, Mary Jo, just for your edification, there is there yeah. is an HDMI port. It's an HDMI out port. What's missing is HDMI in. So yeah. uh, they used to have um, an in and out, so you would pass it through the Xbox. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but nobody's done that they're, since the late eighties. So. Yeah, yeah. This is this is focused solely on gaming. You know, right. they're they're giving that up. So what you get is two USB Ethernet, the power port, obviously HDMI for video, and then optical audio, which is optional, obviously. So it's honestly. Not particularly interesting, other than the fact that it kind of uh, confirms what we already had said was going to happen. So we can see pictures of it. So that's happening. Um, I'm not going to spend too, too much time on this, but Microsoft, because it is the now in the second half of the month, has announced the new titles that are coming to Game Pass uh, for PC and Game Pass for console um, in the second half of the month. You know, they usually do one right at the beginning of the month and then a second announcement for the second half. Um, it's actually kind of late in the month for this to be happening, but, you know, um, whatever. The other thing that doesn't get enough press, I think, uh, and this is something people should know about, but, you know, games also leave uh, the Game Pass subscription, which is kind of an interesting thing. So um, this coming, I think at the end of this month, some of the bigger games that will be gone are Saints Row, the third Resident Evil 4, Tomb Raider Definitive Edition, The Division, which is that Tom Clancy game. And uh, Middle Earth: Shadow of Mordor, but at least you'll have Sea Salt, the action strategy hybrid. <laughs> I want to uh, play this. And, this actually sounds and fishing like fun. sim, fishing sim world, <laughs> fishing pro sim. tour. Yeah. So you can be bored without having to be on the water. <laughs> sea Salt is an action strategy hybrid in which you are an old god summoning yep. unfathomable horrors to blight the human lands. 
By summoning a tide of minions, your army will emerge from the sea to take vengeance on the religious figures who dare to defy you and anyone else that stands in in your way. Is it like populace? What is, I don't. You will have your I sacrifice, and humanity will pay for denying what you're owed. I feel like this is my life story. I I, I was going to say this pretty much describes the podcast. Yeah, huh? right here. Um, <laughs> or you can compete in authentic career mode against a uh, hundred pro anglers to become the best fisherman in the world. <laughs> From bass, carp, and predator fishing, play your way in custom multiplayer competition and online tournaments. While using equipment from over 50 partners on real-world venues targeting 29 different species of fish. Those fish won't know what was they see what was <laughs> Those virtual coming. fish. <laughs> virtual. No idea here, what's going on. No. <laughs> Look at the size of that bass. Yep. Um, oh, All right, sorry. so that's not very yeah. exciting. Okay. But. More exciting yes. is if you're on the xCloud preview, uh, Microsoft this week added 16 new games and some really big ones, wow. including Destiny 2, Halo, the Master Chief Collection, uh, the two Batman uh, Telltale series, which have five episodes each, and also The Wolf Among Us, which is another te- great Telltale game, and a bunch of other stuff. You know, Sid, uh, Sid Meier's Civilization VI, um, Portal Knights, The Surge, et cetera, et cetera. There's a bunch of that stuff. So that's cool. Um, and that, that's this is what I was talking about earlier when I was saying, you know, it seems like it, almost every week we're getting some xCloud news. I keep waiting for more devices, but we're getting a lot more games. Remember, this thing only launched, I think it was with four games originally in preview. And now they have, uh, if not 100, um, some many dozens of games, uh, certainly. So that's good. And the other big news here is Xbox console streaming, which some people are confusing with xCloud a little bit. This is um, not xCloud. To- this is different. No, but the, it's the same app. And so this is another way to stream games through the Xbox platform. So if you have an Xbox and you want to stream to another device and play it much as you would xCloud, this, that's what this is. And, and you use the same mobile app. Uh, it works the same way, except it's just your game. And so you have to have the game, obviously, on the console. So um, it's not like you have your whole collection, but you can stream anything that's on your console to your device. That's cool. And so this is available. It launched... Last fall sometime is a, pre, a limited preview to Xbox Insiders in the United States, and now it's uh, available everywhere in the world uh, in preview. So if you're in the Insider program on any level for the Xbox, you can do console streaming, and this will come to a, uh, they don't call them feature updates, like a, like a monthly system update sometime probably in the next month or two to everybody. So it's, this, this indicates it's about ready to go you know, live, probably in that's whatever the spring update is called. So that's happening. That's good. Okie dokie. Let's take a break uh, from our beautiful LastPass studios. When we come back, mm-hmm. the back of the book, the tips, the tricks, all the things of the week, including the beer. All the things. All the things will be at your disposal. But first, a word from our sponsors. We come to you from the beautiful Twid LastPass studios in downtown Petaluma, California. We are big fans of LastPass. I know. I. Honestly, would probably do these ads. In fact, I think I was for years pro bono because it's just so important that you be using a password manager. Uh, not only at home, but also in your office at work. Uh, we use LastPass Enterprise here at work. In fact, we believe in LastPass so much, we give all our employees a LastPass account as part of their you know employment. You know, they they get a uh, 
a personal account. So you got your premium or your family. I use family at home. It's so great. Just yesterday, you know, I Lisa said, can I get that password? And it's easy. Instead of even, you don't even have to share. You just move it to the family shared folder. And actually, the enterprise version has that even more so because you have different departments with shared resources. So the business office gets access to QuickBooks. The, the engineering team gets access to the databases and the web servers. And never the twain shall meet. It is the best way to keep track of all of your most important stuff, not just passwords. I use LastPass for my driver's license, my passport. When I travel, I don't, you know, they always say, keep a copy of your password in case you lose it. I do, but it's on my phone, securely stored with LastPass. Let me tell you what security means to me. The only person that can access anything in my LastPass vault, whether it's passwords, social security numbers, passports, whatever, is me. That data is never decrypted anywhere but on my devices, every device, too, that I want to use. Mac, Windows, Linux, uh, iOS, Android. Never decrypted anywhere in the cloud. Never. LastPass does not have access to that data at all. It's trust no one encryption. Only you can decrypt it. The nice thing is you never again have to think up a password. Think up one password, make it good and strong for your LastPass vault. And actually, you should do what I do. Uh, not only have a great password, but uh, use two-factor. I have a YubiKey that I use. Uh, but, you know, you can use the authenticator too. But to make sure that, you know, that LastPass vault is locked down and then everything else is stored in there. LastPass generates the passwords so they're long and strong and completely non-memorable, which means completely impossible to brute force. LastPass's own vault is impossible to brute force. They do all sorts of interesting things to protect it, like, for instance, PBKDF2, the derivative key function that makes it, I think they do 100,000 iterations, so it's virtually impossible to brute force a LastPass password. If you're on the business plan, you'd want to take a look at MFA, multi-factor authentication, not just two-factor, not just password and uh, an authenticator, but other other means of identifying you, saying you are who you say you are, the IP address you're using, your geolocation, things like that, biometrics. I really like that. There's single sign-on, which does something that traditionally in security is impossible. It makes simultaneously makes it both secure and more convenient. People... Our staff loves single sign-on, and LastPass has 1,500-plus single sign-on apps that they integrate with. Everything's encrypted at, with AES-256 before syncing, and then it's synced with TLS to protect you from man-in-the-middle attacks. They do everything right. I just want you to try LastPass. We use it at Twit. I use it at home. I've used it for years. You should be using it. It's the single most important thing you can do for your security. Go to lastpass.com slash twit. Find the last pass that's right for you. And man, do it in the business. Because your employees, if you're not, they're they're you know they're using their mother's maiden name, their cat's birthday as the password, and then they're writing it on a because even then they can't remember it, and they're writing it on a post-it note and putting it on the screen, or they're putting it under their desk blotter that is not secure. <laughs> Use LastPass. They won't even have the password. They can't share it. They can't write it down. It just logs them in. LastPass.com slash twit. Thank you, LastPass. We're so glad you uh, you, you gave us the wherewithal to, to do this show, name the studio, and keep Mary Jo and Paul Therat and fine wine and cigars. <laughs> Last, and beer. And beer. LastPass.com slash twit. Let's start with Paul and your uh, your tip of the week. More Xbox um, I, content. Woo! 
Yeah, I do have a lot of <laughs> Before I get to that, though, I have to. I should point out this uh, news story. This is important. Uh -oh. um, Planters announced today that Mr. Peanut is dead. Oh no! What? At one hundred four, after a heroic act. What did he do? He saved two people from uh, falling off of a cliff. He will be remembered as the legume who always brought people together <laughs> for nutty adventures. Did he drive the Planters Peanut uh, Mobile? Uh, yep. Off the cliff to save them, or how did that? They were in the they were in the, the peanut mobile, yeah. and they swerved Man. to avoid an armadillo, and they fell off the cliff, and they were hanging on a tree, but the the branch was going to crack, so he fell to uh, prevent the branch from cracking and went fell to his death. Paul, are you making this up? I think he. Is. No, it's an ad, and uh, apparently his uh, funeral will be broadcasted during the Super the Bowl. Super Bowl, of course, it's a Super Bowl ad. Mr. Um, peanut, R.I. Peanut. <laughs> wow. 104, though. He had a good life. He had a good life. Yeah, he had a good run. For it's a pretty peanut. good for a peanut. Um, what? <laughs> <laughs> okay. There is no truth to the rumor that he is in hell now. Um, <laughs> okay. He, apparently, he saved the lives of Wesley Snipes and Matt Walsh. As his car, the Nutmobile, exploded. This is from Wikipedia. <laughs> Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Yep. The reactions are coming in from all over the world. Actually, if you go over to, um, I guess, Explore, you should be able to find the video. Okay. This is, not, this is not the nutcracker you're looking for. No. Um, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll, uh, we'll save that. I don't want to spoil the Super Bowl for you. No. Anyway. Nothing so, can spoil my Super Bowl. Just, we got our 49 I just thought that was there. amusing. We're very happy. I'll be watching. Peanuts are a very healthy snack. They are legumes. Okay. They are, yeah. All right. So uh, two game-related uh, game related tips and apps uh, this week. So tip of the week is somebody you in the chat room. Seen... Wait a minute. Somebody in the chat room just said, seems like a publicity stunt. No. Yeah. Is you think? <laughs> no, no. He really saved two people you in a think? heroic act. <laughs> What about the armadillo? That's what I want. <laughs> the armadillo is okay. You know, no armadillos were harmed. I don't want to be a cynic here, but that sounds like a publicity stunt. <laughs> Listen, this is why this podcast is so popular. It's the <laughs> <laughs> we tell the truth when others won't. Right. All right. Anywho, um, Anywho, you may have seen occasionally uh, Xbox Game Pass for console has been a dollar, you know, for a month. So you can kind of try it out. Um, that deal is still available if you want to get the ultimate version, works, which works across console and PC. However, Microsoft is having a promotion right now where you can get Xbox Game Pass for PC for three months for just a dollar. And if you haven't tried it, I mean, it's a dollar. <laughs> so um, uh, this is a great opportunity to actually give this thing a shot. So just something to know about. And as for the app pick, it's actually a game. Actually, it's technically, I guess, four games. But in the build-up to Half-Life Alex, which is the uh, VR-based prequel to the Half-Life games, Valve is making available through Steam the original Half-Life, Half-Life 2, and then Half-Life 2 Episode 1 and 2 available for free. And But for free, I mean it's free to play I, once the uh, th through March. So once that date comes and goes, they're not free anymore. But you can play them for now if you haven't played them or you haven't played them in a while, which is probably more likely. And you want to kind of catch yourself up on the storyline. I would say that Half-Life 2 might be the most important one for that. Um, you can do that until they ship Half-Life Alex. So that's kind of cool. 
those are some of the best games ever made. You know? Yeah. And you should own them. But if you don't. Half-Life is so scary. Play, play. It's so fun. I don't understand how Half-Life 2 was never made into a movie. It is so perfectly, obviously, it's it's like a movie. Huh. Never really. Yeah. Never really thought of it that way. Uh, and I hear Half Life too. I'm sorry, just real quick. There's a there's little blurpy sounds like you know the the futuristic yeah. things are flying yeah. around and stuff. Yeah. If you play um, Call of Duty um, Black Ops Four, that sound is in the game all the time. You can hear it. It's like blur. It's like a blur. It's like a blur. Oh, and every funny. time I hear it, I they think reused of, it. I think, yeah, I think of Half Life too. Like it's obviously it's the same sound. It's perfect. I mean, I don't anyway, know if there's game. anybody in the world who hasn't played them, but if you haven't, this is your chance. I know. Well, but it hasn't played them in a while, too. Like the last. Yeah, I haven't played them in been, ages. It's been a long time. They're still fantastic. Oh, yeah. Like they're still, today, they're fantastic. My kid plays Gary's Mod all the time. Yeah. 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 How about an Enterprise? Yeah. Kids, kids <laughs> yeah. today. How about an Enterprise? No, it's not free, though. It's count, counter, well, actually, Counter Strike is always free. Never mind. Never mind. Team Fortress 2 forever. <laughs> Now, Mary Jo Foley, who's baffled by all of this. I am. <laughs> Give us the Enterprise pick it's, of the week. It's, it's tough to come after Half-Life 2, whatever Half-Life 2 is, but I've got something <laughs> better. Think I'm Cuphead sure. with face-sucking creatures. Yeah. Okay. Right, right. Hmm. It's a little well, bit like that. This is the equivalent of that. It's called BizTalk Server 2020. Wow. BizTalk Server is an enterprise application integration server. That's a mouthful, but it's actually a really big deal of an on-prem product that matters to many enterprises still. Um, and the new version, 2020, just started hitting the volume licensing channels about a week ago. So what's interesting in BizTalk 2020? They've got lots of connectors to things in Azure. They've got connectors to Logic Apps, Service Bus, Event Hubs, uh, they work with Visual Studio Team Services. They support some of the latest um, editions of various Microsoft products like SQL Server 2019, Visual Studio 2019, Windows Server 2019. Um, there's so much more. I could go on as long as the Xbox segment usually does, but I will just let you know that it's out there and Microsoft's documentation now has all the features listed. So go check it out. But that's that? not all. That's not all. I have another enterprise pick. Yes. Because you know what? We got to balance out all this gaming content. Yes. <laughs> what? <laughs> so my second enterprise pick is um, that Microsoft is finally adding a new Azure region in Israel. Believe it or not, there is no Microsoft Cloud region in Israel right now. I was surprised by that because Microsoft has been in Israel a long time and has a big Israeli R&D center. But today they announced they will be adding a Microsoft region in uh, 2021 for Azure. And they will be following that up with Office 365 availability there. And the reason this is interesting is some people in Israel want to keep their data in Israel. <laughs> my mom calling. Oh, no. hi, mom. No, I'm not going to answer. Sorry, my daughter She's was going to ask me. I, can't find, I can't find the browser. I know. <laughs> That's going to have to happen. Where's the internet? Later. <laughs> yeah, uh, back to Israel. Anyway, <laughs> it's a this is, C. This is good. Okay. As of <laughs> as of the addition of this uh, region, Microsoft now has fifty six Azure regions worldwide that have been announced or and or are operational. That's my second pick. Yes, a good pick indeed. 
but not as good. <laughs> In fact, as I love beer. this name, the beer. I don't know what the how well it tastes, but it sure did get a great <laughs> name. Our beer pick of the uh, week. Yes, beer pick of the week is is called Trillium Cutting Tiles Mosaic Double Dry Hopped Double IPA. <laughs> and what what is all that it's like mean? A Microsoft it's twice name. as bitter as two thousand twenty R two Service Pack two. <laughs> <laughs> Um, wow. So here's things to know. Yes. If you have never heard of Trillium and you're a craft beer person, what rock are you living under? Shame on you. They're Good based point. in Boston and they're probably one of the most famous craft breweries, at least for IPA fans in the United States. The reason I've never made Trillium a beer pick before is it's really hard to get their beer unless you're in the Boston area. But it seems as if this is starting to change and they're broadening their distribution. We just started getting some Trillium on tap in New York, I think for the first time hmm. ever. So um, this particular beer pick, the Cutting Tiles Mosaic DDH, is a really, really good double IPA. Um, so many double IPAs are either too sweet or too bitter, but this one goes right down the middle and it has all the nice tropical and stone fruits that you would love in your double IPA. But it's balanced, I would say. It's not too much of anything. It is 8.4%. You're not going to drink a whole lot of them. But if you have a chance to try any Trillium beers and you have not and you're an IPA fan, I would highly recommend them. Cutting, do you, is, does the name have some meaning to you or is it just um, a bunch of words? I, cutting tiles. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why they call it cutting tiles. I know that's, a, a, I think it's a single hop series name that they have at Trillium. And DDH, double dry hop, just means they add hops, um, more, even more hops when they're making the beer. Like they doubly hop I, it. I understand all of those words. I just yeah, don't understand them together. In context, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a little odd. Yeah. All right. Um, I would just say you like double IPAs, look for Trillium or nice. single IPAs, any nice. IPAs. Any IPA. That's why I moved from Boston. <laughs> see, you had to leave Boston so you wouldn't see that. Right? <laughs> Actually, no trilli York. Trillium is really widely regarded. Oh, they nice. are yeah. highly regarded. Yeah. First yep. they take the babe, then they take our beer. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this concludes the thrilling gripping edition you have just heard of Windows Weekly, starring Mary Jo Foley of AllAboutMicrosoft.com, her ZDNet blog. Paul Therott of Therott.com, his blog. And, of course, his books are at LeanPub.com. We do the show together every Wednesday, 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 1800 UTC. If you tune in uh, during the show production, you can watch it live at twit.tv slash live or listen live. We have audio and video streams. Uh, you can also get on-demand versions of the show after the fact at twit.tv slash ww or subscribe in your favorite podcatcher. That way you'll get the episode the minute it's available. Uh, if you do go to the website, would you do me a favor and take the survey? There's a link right on the front page there, or you can just go to twit.to slash survey20. We do this once a year to get to know you a little bit better. We don't track you. Uh, we can't, and but we also don't want to. We know privacy is important to you. So we give you a chance voluntarily no requirement you don't have to answer any questions you're not comfortable with and we certainly don't keep the information about your you personally it's all in aggregate but it helps us sell ads and uh, actually make shows that uh, fit your needs so if you uh, you don't install a 
a browser extension a brow- or something? I don't or? turn your search, search, save search to Bing or anything like that. Uh, Twit.to slash Survey20. We want to get the Windows Weekly uh, crowd on record. So uh, we usually uh, we do this about once a year. We usually get around twenty or 30,000 uh, people, which is wow. more than enough to give us a pretty good idea of who's watching, who's listening. Um, so thank you. And, cool. and sometimes people say, well, you didn't ask me this or that. They really try to keep the questions limited to just a few that we need, uh, things that we need to know. And so don't feel slighted if the question doesn't reflect. Somebody said, well, I listen in 23 different ways. It's okay. We just want to know the number one way. <laughs> we don't really have time to, <laughs> right. to go through all 23. Uh, we know yeah. that. We know that. We're not, being, we're, not, we're not oversimplifying. We are simplifying. That kind of thing. Um, thank you, Paul. Thank you, Mary Jo. Uh, we will see you thank next you. week on Windows Weekly. <laughs>